No. Uh, Troy, Jake, and I are kind of cheating with these. Yeah, we're getting real right close. Up on our face proximity. You need to stop doing that because it screw my levels up every time. I want to be. Stop doing what? <laughs> oh, sorry. We're, we're sorry, never sorry. gonna start. It's like I'll ten o'clock. <laughs> now I gotta turn you back up. Okay. All right. Um. Sorry. So we're good. We're. I'm. I'm pretty much good to go. Whenever. Mm -hmm. I'm nervous. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. I quit! His nerves are so You high. guys are so mean to him. <laughs> I know, we got to Welcome to the Cold Bow Podcast. This is Jake, and I'm here with my cold bros. What's up, guys? Hey. Not much. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> hey. that was the least energy I've heard in months. Ever since I left for my surgery, I don't think I've ever heard that. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry, guys. Um, Scott's back. Hey, guys. I'm back. Scott's back. Gone? He's not in... I was. <laughs> We didn't even know you There's were a here. guy on our podcast named Scott. <laughs> yeah, it's called the Scott Giver Podcast and the Cold Bros. <laughs> <laughs> it's the other way around. Nope. Nope. Uh, um, we also replaced Scott with another person, and then Scott showed up. So now it's like... This is awkward. Yeah. yeah. Rachel, what's up? Hey. How's it going? Great. Thanks Happy to be here. here. Yeah, thanks yeah. for inviting me. I'm pretty excited. Oh, yeah, so as you guys can tell from our title, what we're talking about, we had to get an expert on the uh, subject. You definitely needed a girl. We needed like a... <laughs> yeah, we did. Something more than just uh, four... Four dudes? Dudes. In like a sweaty basement. In a sweaty basement. <laughs> so we have four dudes and a girl in a sweaty basement. <laughs> oh my. Talking about romantic comedies. <laughs> Yeah, so, I'll educate you all. Okay. Good. Your wives will thank me. Your so future wife will thank me. My future wife, <laughs> the what, the what, the single unmarried person in the in the sweaty basement is Jake. I'm excited to hear what my wives are gonna say about all this. My wives <laughs> <laughs> and our Mormon friend Troy. <laughs> it's cool they let you get off the ranch and come here and do this. I, know, right? I can't believe they open the gates this often. I know. I have to finish milking the cows first. <laughs> Usually I try to do that in the morning, but Usually Jed and I that, that is not a nice way to refer to your wife. <laughs> Wives. <laughs> Wives. I had to milk the cows for a laugh. Okay, we got off the rails a little bit. Um, Rachel, we've actually talked about you and Neil quite often. Uh -huh. Every time we bring you guys up, it's for D&D. &D. Uh -huh. um, but we've never like gone into like, like just, just introduce yourself really quick. Oh, okay. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, okay. Yeah. I was not expecting that. <laughs> I was like, I'll just come on. We're just terrible podcast hosts as well. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, uh, Kylie, Chris's wife and I, have been best friends since high school. And, uh, so that's how I came in to be in this little group. Another Kearns High uh, alum. Yep. yep. Go Kearns. Viva la carnada. Kearns uh, is so much safer feeling to me than Harriman. <laughs> Harriman? Mm -hmm. It's just, I just wanted to say... <laughs> Okay. Out there. <laughs> That's an inside joke. <laughs> okay, I was like, I love inside oh, jokes. Yeah. Hope to be part no. of one someday. Sorry, continue. No, it's fine. So, yeah, so Neil's my husband, plays mm -hmm. D&D with you guys. Um, he was and, the one that introduced us, basically, uh -huh. me, Scott, and Chris. And he was happy to have a break from being the DM. 
He loves the little world you've created and all the stories and everything. So and we've been married for six years. We have uh, three little girls that are four, two, and eight months old. And uh, stay-at-home mom. And... Lots of fun to be around with <laughs> you Alex, watch, my little kid. You watch a lot of rom-coms while you're home with them? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, when I'm home with them, I try and take them out to do stuff because when I do watch stuff with them, it's like, you know, Little Einsteins or the same. My little four-year-old is obsessed with um, Big Hero 6 right now, so we've seen that like Sweet. 30 times. I love that movie. <laughs> it's kid, a good kid, movie. Kids can ruin but, movies, though. Dude, yeah. I know. They really can. Like, so. I was like, oh, I love Wally. And I come downstairs again. I'm like, oh, you're uh, watching Wally again. Huh? Interesting. <laughs> <Big surprise. laughs> no, no. I'd say the one hobby that I have right now is cooking fabulous dinners. It's sure. the only She's thing a good I. Cook. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. It's like the only thing I can justify making time for with all my little kids. So, I mean, that's Sweet. really me in a nutshell. A funny story when Kylie and I were dating, I used to call her and she'd lay on her bed. That Rachel was also laying on, and they'd like like top to bottom, like uh, what like opposite feet to side, head. feet to yeah. head. That's yeah. <laughs> like, but then I'd saying? always be talking, and I'd raise like Rachel's asleep, and then uh, I'd be talking to Kylie, and she's like, "Oh, Rachel!" And she'd like slap your feet away <laughs> out of her face because apparently you'd like just touch her face with your feet, and so and you'd sleep talk. I've never. Oh, you'd sleep talk, and you'd say funny things. Yeah. Uh, so maybe I'll bring it up. No. Next time. Let's not. <laughs> if, we, if we get enough interest, I'll have to tell stories about Rachel sleep talking. Super embarrassing stories. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Well, we're glad you're here. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for making the time for us. Totally. No, I'm excited to be here. Sweet. What's up? What have we been doing? What have we been up to? Yeah, what have we been up to? Oh, Troy's got something. Troy's got something. So I... Troy's um, just chomping at the bit. Raised his hand, which is great radio, by the way. <laughs> Me first. I'm trying to be polite, guys. So I I, uh, I saw a show, watched a whole series of a show on Amazon Prime called The Boys. And I know Chris started watching it too. Have it, Has anybody else seen it? No. Right. I've heard plenty. I know Chris hated it. Um, okay. I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Oh, Chris um, hated it. What a surprise. Listen, you're going you're gonna to hate it too. Rachel you're gonna will fit too. right in in this podcast. <laughs> Rachel, please uh, raise your hand and put your hand on this Bible. You're being sworn into the podcast. Um, no, uh, yeah, I won't I won't spend too much time on it. I think it's great. Carl, Carl Urban is fantastic. Um, I mean, everybody, the show is well cast. I He's a beautiful human being. He is. And there's a lot of beautiful human beings in that show, but you know they're superheroes, so what do you expect? Yeah. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, Are it's you just saying a, you have it, to be a super to be beautiful. Um, I'm saying that in order to be a superhero, you have to be. Beautiful. It's a. It's a. <laughs> is that what you said? You won't get on the same page. <laughs> you won't get cast. It's a satire of a, of a superhero show. Uh huh. But the the show can't decide what it wants to be. It's like a satire or it's serious. Oh no! It's very much decided what it's what it is. No, it it, can't, it is. It can't make up its mind the tone of it because in one one second they're like scolding the entire world for being obsessed with superheroes, and then in the next some guy like rips his pants off and starts playing with himself in front of a girl, and he's like, "You in or you out?" It very much decides what yeah. it is. Like from the yeah. very first like minute when a speedster runs through this dude's girlfriend. And it splatters yeah, her spine, gory. and like it just very much decides exactly what it is, and right from the get go. No, and because I, what I'm saying is, is that the show it, it's trying to be a social commentary, but it also wants to have its dick jokes, but it also wants to have like 
gobs and gobs of nudity and then it also wants to like try to make you feel bad about being a consumer I don't, I and don't recall that much. And then it's anti Hollywood, but it has right. like Jimmy Fallon in it and it has all these like famous actors in it playing themselves. So, Chris, you have no idea what a good salesman you are. On the show? Yeah, I cannot, <laughs> I cannot wait to go watch the show right now. It's, it's there's a, there's what, a, what sold you the gobs and gobs of, uh, of nudity? nudity? <laughs> there's, yeah. a, there's a specific scene with a dolphin that's hilarious. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I heard, heard about it. the dolphin. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> All right, hmm. uh, we, can, we can carry on. I thought that it was great. Good. Jake hated it. Take it for what – or, sorry, Chris hated it. <laughs> take take that, that back. Take that for what it's worth. Um, we don't have to spend any more time on it. It's, uh, I thought it was great. Cool. So I have actually started listening to this podcast, the Cold Bow podcast. No. <laughs> I uh, I listen. Really, to I I refuse to listen to that. Nice plug. I, uh, I no, I listened uh, on the way here. I listened to the latest one about Ragged Bow Man. You guys did a good job, except for the beginning part when you guys were making fun of my awesome sandals. <laughs> did you bring them today? I did. I'm wearing them. Not gross. They're amazing. <laughs> my uh, my listening. purpose in that intro, the the Hey Google, play Rag and Bone Man, was to try to see how many people we could get to have turn on their Google. Oh, yeah. Right? Anyway, sorry. That's good. Yeah. That was my purpose behind it. I have mine going at like... 1.5 speed or something so like what did it say dude i turned over my phone and my phone was on google yes. it works it works all right so, so rachel you went up to anything noteworthy any movies or tv uh, shows you saw that you, brand new to you uh well yeah but we'll talk about it later you've been doing homework yeah yeah that's usually our response is oh this has been doing homework, doing some homework. Yep. yeah okay that's mm-hmm. fair yeah mm-hmm. um not to go too deep into it chris and i and scott and old friend of the podcast, Reese, went up to our, my family's cabin last weekend. We kind of hung out and uh, just had a um, bromance. Yeah, we really did. <laughs> had a bro had a bro weekend. It was actually really cool. It was a lot of fun. It was delightful. I haven't been up there for a couple of years now. So really, it's kind of cool to be up in the mountains again. And uh, and Scott man, shot a Tyler badger Solomon. with a bow and arrow. Yeah, yeah. Scotty got himself really bagged himself a badger. <laughs> yeah. It was it was kind of random. We've been trying to get rid of that thing for years. It's apparently. been living under the shed uh, up at the cabin, That's and so terrifying. all of the aunts and uncles <laughs> have been talking about wanting to get rid of it. And so, and Scott actually did it. What a hero! Scotty did it. Yeah. <laughs> Scott was like, "Do you guys want to see a dead animal?" And I was like, "No." And they're like, "How do you know it's dead? Because there's an arrow in it." <laughs> Everybody was like, "Oh!" <laughs> they got up and ran. Yeah. It was funny. It was fun. There was a, a bat. We got attacked by a bat. We did. We had a full-on black sheep <laughs> we, moment. We chased did it you, for like did you two hear hours. About that, I, I heard about it, yeah. yeah we couldn't me, find it. Me and Chris and Reese <laughs> wandered around the cabin with broom handles, like poking in corners. Did you have, like, was, it, was the sheep tied to the... No, we, we didn't no, quite we didn't do that. Do but we had to find it first before we did we that. We didn't get to bed till literally like 4.30 in the morning because <laughs> so, we were so, searching um, for this bat. You guys are all kind of big, big guys, so who got top bunk? I got um, top bunk. <laughs> Reese, he's the fattest one now. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's the heaviest one now. How uh, does it feel, Reese? It's so weird not being the fattest one in the group. <laughs> well, I am here, but <laughs> I was like, I was like, wait a minute, do I say it? <laughs> There's so, a difference between fattest and heaviest. So you were like legit attacked, like on your face or what? Because I've heard of this it happening flew, before. It flew Two right my over my head, but it never, it never like landed on any of us or like, like attacked any of us. I thought it was a big moth because it was like flying by the light. <laughs> and Reese was all, "That is a bat." Reese like, yeah, "That's, that's a, a huge bat. moth." And he went to go touch it with a 
with a fly swatter or something, and then it flew and like went right over my head. Did you and scream I, like a little girl? Dude, huh? I started army crawling on the floor. <laughs> Chris was like, no! Was it like that episode of The Office? Of the bet? We had like a rabies awareness. <laughs> yeah, it was... Chris pinned the bat against my head with a with a trash bag. <laughs> so you're the so Meredith you're of the you're group. Meredith. <laughs> I'm the Meredith. Just showing your tits to everyone, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I hit I hit her on company property with company. Property. Oh, it's double jeopardy. <laughs> double jeopardy. I think we're gonna be fine here. Separate episode, but still good. Yeah, no, it's Meredith. It's Meredith. <laughs> That's true. Anywho, uh, let's move on. Let's uh, let's let's get into our episode today, huh? How's let's that do sound? It. Let's. Okay, so we decided a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, maybe Scotty and I were sitting in his <clears> living room <throat> thinking, what should we do? We've got we've kind of got a theme with this podcast. We watch a lot of movies, and the movies that we watch are either action movies or comedies. We're we're all thirty year old men. We're so all thirty year old men. So it's, so it's, sue us. It's a lot of action. It's a lot of comedy. And Please so don't. we said th- we said <laughs> let's do romantic comedies and see what kind of I'm what excited kind of numbers. to see who of you is qualified. <laughs> <laughs> to, to pick. Well, a I can tell you right now, the Giffords are definitely qualified. Yeah, like, what, what, you have to be qualified. Well, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not you... qualified, so I could have skipped this episode. I wish I would have known this. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so we well, decided... actually, like speaking of that, Jake and I, you kind of sugarcoated a little bit. We were actually sitting around in the living room thinking, what would piss Chris off the most? <laughs> <laughs> he made us watch eight episodes or eight movies, eight uh, Fast, Fast, and Fast and Furious, Furious movies. movies, and. Stupid uh, Green Hornet. Green Hornet. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow, you guys are giving him a hard time from watching, having making you watch Green Hornet, and I made you guys watch Mortal Kombat. That's true. I mean, oh, I, I didn't watch it. Oh uh, yeah, I was in. I was. I was uh, getting cut open. I like all, all of these movies. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, that tends to be the case here. We all end up liking the movie. So anyway, we decided we would do romantic comedies. We'd see what kind of romantic comedies uh, we all come up with for what we like. So mm-hmm. um, can, I, can I interrupt and ask a question? Sure. So this is a goat episode, correct? So at the yeah. end, we're going to be voting for the goat, the cold bow goat rom-com, yep. right? Yeah. Okay. I just want to clarify that. Cold bow goat rom-com. Three times. rom-com. <laughs> We couldn't even say the name of our own show for a while. <laughs> well, hi, welcome to the podcast. Mung tongue. What does it even mean, cold bow? Um, but so let's go through and we'll talk about our runner-ups first. Okay, how does that sound? Yeah. Should we start? We all have a runner-up, and we all have. A- we all have a runner-up, and we all have a goat that we'll talk about. Uh, we're not going to spend too much time on the runner-ups because if they we were worth, yeah, spending time on, we'd make them talk goat. about them as our goat. Let's hit it with our runner-up for rom-com. Let's start with Chris, and then we'll go clockwise. Okay. So, yeah, clockwise. I was like, wait, which way? <laughs> um, so my runner-up is is just friends. Um, and you to know why? To preface, <laughs> I don't like rom coms at all. Um, but I always kind of conflated rom coms with chick flicks, which is with, a subset of rom. Yeah, because there's mm-hmm. like there's I don't know like uh, like superhero movies are action movies, but they're not exactly like Die Hard. Right. So it's like a, there's like genres within the genre. Yeah. And there, there's like romance movies that I kind of like, like uh, 
the Time Traveler's Wife or um, Fault in Our Stars. Those are good movie, but there's not exactly mm-hmm. calm in them. So I kind so of I I agree. I real I like romantic comedies. I have a really hard time with chick flicks. So do like, I. Like, like uh, uh, Sweet Home Alabama. I, I, I was talking a guy one. In Ten days. <laughs> I was talking. Hot chick. No. The show's not a rom com. That's no. Talking, so I'm saying it's a chick flick. Oh yeah. I was it's talking so to my mom about this. Like, what is the difference? What What is it? Because I was like, there's like. There's one with Reese Witherspoon and and uh, the Hulk, uh, Mark, Mark Ruffalo? Ruffalo, where he's dead or something, or oh, she's yeah. dead. Uh, heaven, something, something heaven. like that. Napoleon Dynamite's like in heaven. it. I can't yeah. stand it. I think it is the hardest movie to get through. There's another one with. Um, There's Kristen Bell is like Kristen really bad Bell at this stuff. when she's in. Italy. When in Rome or something. Yeah. Oh, that movie was hard to <laughs> Never get through. Seen that. Those are movies that I Anything have Anything with, Ma- with Matthew McConaughey from that time Failure period. Failure to launch and <laughs> oh stuff my like gosh, that. Dude. Yeah. It, it's rough. Yeah. It's rough. But romantic comedies, you can, because I don't think either of these are on our list, but you can you can definitely call like. Uh, Princess Bride. Uh, Princess Bride. That's a, that's uh, what I saw comedies. when I googled it, and I was like, "Oh, yeah. any Adam Sandler movie, basically." Stardust <laughs> is another hey. one that you can call a romantic <laughs> comedy. That is, those are, but those have but it's action. Like, it's like a romantic and, fantasy, like not fantasy. I guess they're fantasy both fantasy genre, movies, but they're it's weird. But they, you can call them romantic comedies, and anyway. Yes, yes. Sorry, Very sorry, Chris. So I hijacked your, uh, I hijacked your, Well, I think it's important that we kind of set that up because, and this is also the first time. Where I think most of us actually watch each other's movies, um, because any other category Before picking a best of all time, any other like, oh let's yeah. actually watch them this time. Any other category, like oh we've probably seen they've probably seen this movie already, mm-hmm. but this time specifically, like I haven't. Yep. Um, so anyway, my runner up is just Friends, and I never considered that a rom com until I googled best rom coms and I saw it on there, and I was like oh I guess this is my pick. Um, I don't know why I didn't think consider it a rom com. And who's, it, who's totally in this one? Is. This is Ryan Reynolds, yeah. Amy Smart, Anna Faris, who's amazing in this. Oh, Anna, funny. yeah. Anna this Faris movie is, was great. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. One of my is this favorites one where too. he lost weight? Yeah, it's where he's a he's, he's a, the chubby yeah, kid in high school. Back when I was school. a whale. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. Like the best the part was when he drinks some water. He's like, <laughs> I'm full. I'm stuffy. Because when he's in the fat suit and he's like super awkward, he has a retainer. He's Jamie. He's so like Ryan Reynolds even before Deadpool. It's just so great. Um, there's a part where he has a yearbook and he's like confessing his love to her <laughs> and like the high school jock takes it and reads it out loud and he's like wait this isn't my yearbook oh my, oh my god oh my god his neck is <laughs> the fat so suit so funny yeah um, <laughs> this movie is hilarious it has and it's, it's really uh, it came out like in 2005 and I watched it with my mom then so it's kind of like our movie and she thinks it's hilarious and she quotes the mom in that movie constantly. Back when Amy <laughs> Smart used to be a be thing. yourself. Yes, exactly. She always, she, my mom always sings "Be Yourself" to me, where she used oh, to pick hilarious. up the phone and be like, "Joyce, Joyce, <laughs> hello." I don't know if you guys have seen this, but this is stuff she does. <laughs> I've in the seen movie. it, but I can't pick lines out from it. Yeah, oh, so funny. Um, but yeah, this is my uh, my runner up to. I don't know. Oh, when I when I look at the list, I saw other movies on there that I've seen. And I was like, I need to rewatch this, my, my my goat. I need to rewatch this and see if it's better. And then when I rewatched it, I was like, yeah, this is my other pick is a better movie, I think. But I really, I adore Just Friends. You, yeah. guys, you guys should check it out. So uh, me being next, 
I had a hard time too choosing these because yeah, because you flip flopped and I actually watched your runner yeah, up. Sorry. Oh, jerk. <laughs> yeah, so my, my runner up is my big fat Greek wedding, um, which I think is much more of a chick flick than it. But I'm so around. glad I didn't have to watch it again. <laughs> it's good. I, love I think it. it's I hilarious. I, I really like that I movie. It's, great, it's got really it's got good Joey Fat one in it. It's great. Yeah. Um, Joey Fatone. <laughs> I mean, it's it, yeah, it's very much a chick flick. The whatever. Um, and but but so like I was saying, it's kind of having a hard time because I remember like vaguely liking a lot of these chick flick rom coms, uh, but I could I I had a hard time like placing it, you know like. Uh, exactly what happened in the movie and stuff. So, um, I, w- I went with this one originally, and then ended up flip flopping because whatever reason. But um, yeah, it's a good movie. Some reason for some reason. Uh, I really like my big fat Greek wedding. I thought it was funny. I, I I've was I've seen it before. I did not like it. Mm-hmm. So. Again, surprise, I saw it. Surprise. I saw it recently. I saw it recently, and I thought it was okay. Yeah. Never. Yeah, Troy. How did you like? What are your thoughts on it? Since you're um, the only, you're the only one that's recently watched it. Yeah, I, man, I thought it was good. Um, I like. I didn't take any notes for it, so mm-hmm. I mean, it was. Um, I had some thoughts about like. I was gonna kind of get a little more into this later on, but I guess I'll, so. In in the rom coms, you usually like they're obviously made mostly primarily for women right so you have these strikingly hot men that are just like mm, like mm. and then you have these average looking women yeah, right it's all matthew and, mcconaughey and ryan reynolds and yeah and yeah. and even uh and not average looking yeah anyway so um <laughs> but that's that's kind of like that was in my mind the idea behind a rom-com is like these really really handsome men like kind of like the the smut novels where you have that like twilight yeah Yeah. but um (laughs) and it very much fit into that category and it was just kind of a little bit it bugged me a little bit but other than that i thought it was a great movie i mean wait are you talking about in my my big fat greek wedding that these men are like because the dude so hot i was talking about the main man the main heartthrob was a good looking fellow he he is a good looking fellow but he's not like he's definitely not ryan reynolds i mean like but he's got Fabio hair, so I mean, he does have cool. fabulous hair. I'll yeah. give that to you. But mm-hmm. actually, that's one thing that I liked is that it was more. He he did like, oh, look like more more, more like an approachable person. Than- he looked approachable, but I mean, come on, he was hot. He, he was he was a sexy mother. So now we know Troy has a type. I, okay, Fabio. fine. <laughs> All right. You know what? There you go. <laughs> it's out there. Troy likes dimples and Troy, cheekbones. Troy likes bears. It's fine. Um, <laughs> is he a big guy? He's not a small person. He he's like not a, fat. He's, he wasn't like a twink. He was like a twunk. He, he, uh, I think he was a twink versatile. Yeah, like a versatile a twink. Twink. <laughs> <laughs> a twink that can generate power. It's great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what twink is, just go Google it. Don't, it's from, don't it's Google from, anything we tell you to go Google. <laughs> First rule of the Hobo podcast. We're, we're recording a TV show. It's always Okay. Anyway. Uh, so mine, my runner-up was that thing you do. Which good, good is pick. I like that one. Doing that thing. You the, do. I, and th- is that this the first one, movie Tom Hanks directed. Was it? It's it's so. one, it's up there. I think it's it's really early in his directorial uh, career. But mm. it's got Tom Hanks in it. It's about a a, a band, a, like a doo-wop a band. band that uh, became like a. Famous in the in the late fifties, early sixties, and they were kind of Beatles esque, but they were <coughs> the, the like years. the American the American version of the Beatles, and then but they only had one song that ended up 
being famous ever. So they were one hit uh, wonders. So they were one hit wonders. And they were called um, the wonders. And they were called the wonders. Um, that movie, <laughs> that movie, I loved that movie. And it's much more calm than it is Rom. Um, yeah. But it is, I, I definitely think it falls in the, in the category of a chick flick type what, what's movie. The, what's the one funny actor in there? Really, Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn. I love Steve Zahn. Steve's on, a good actor. He's we, funny. I, that I like forever since the movie came out, our family has quoted him in that movie, going, "You're talking gibberish." You're talking gibberish. that, like we've quoted that for I don't know how long that movie's been out. Twenty years now, something like that. Fifteen years, we've said that all the time. So, That's funny because Kylie's dad quotes Steve's on constantly too, from the movie Sahara. <laughs> Steve's on his favorite actor. And he has uh, line, he's like, hey, how are you? And so he just quotes that. Steve Zahn is not your father-in-law's favorite actor. He thinks it's Steve Zahn, but if you watched many Steve Zahn movies, he would hate <laughs> He thinks it is, yeah. It's, a, it's, his, it's, it's his favorite role, maybe. Yeah, uh, that, that family's interesting. They've seen 10 movies total, <laughs> and they just watch them over and over. And I'm like, hey, you should check this out. It's really good. And they're like... No, no. <laughs> Have you seen Sahara? It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey and Steve Zahn, they're awesome. Really and, and Dwight from The Office. Is he in that? Yes, he's definitely in that movie. Interesting. He's great. He's the guy at the computer. Um, guy in the chair. Guy in the chair. Anyway, I love that thing you do. It's a great movie. Look it up. Watch it. Moving on. So I had a really hard time. Of course, I mean, I'm a female. Of course, I'm going to have a lot of favorite ones. I actually Um, had a long list to choose from. You and I have a very similar. We were talking beforehand. I really Mm -hmm. wanted to pick Roxanne, but. That's a good one. There's Um, a few other. Oh, I almost picked Dan in Real Life. Mm. Um, such a good movie. That is a good movie. But it was more, I felt like that one wasn't quite in the romantic comedy genre. I felt like it was more like a. So you should you should know there's no rules on this podcast. Um, if you can make an if you can make an argument for anything, we'll <laughs> we'll allow it. Well, next time. I could have been watching like Indiana Jones. Before. <laughs> that's a romantic a comedy. Girl. A coherent argument. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Is I'm like, what is a romantic comedy to you guys? And we kind of already mm-hmm. talked about that. And I'm like, are these guys gonna pick? We actually interested. got in an argument because yeah, Five Hundred Days of Summer was brought up. And I agree it's like in that vein, but it's almost like the opposite of a rom-com because yeah. it's yeah. heartbroken. Yeah, it's an anti-romance. But yeah. if the relationship between the two people is the main... Tension? Tension. Is that the rule? But then, but then that would If that's mean, the rule, then some of our movies don't make sense. Then that then that would mean that uh, Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind exactly. is a rom-com. <laughs> exactly. Which is not a rom-com. Mm-mm. Uh, well, so. I mean, it's not comedy, so so it has to be a mix between a romance and a comedy. That's true. So, Rachel, so what's your pick for your... Sorry, yeah. <laughs> so, my runner-up was This Means War, and the reason I chose that is because it's one that I just find myself watching more I often. Chris Pine. Than, you know, yeah. That movie... Oh, it's so funny. And I just felt like it's like there? an action movie. Tom Hardy. It's also, Tom Hardy. And they Tom fight Hardy. over Reese Witherspoon? Yeah. yeah. Is that Reese okay. Witherspoon? But I love that... It's more about the guys mm-hmm. that are growing and seeing the value of like that kind of a relationship, you know. And anyway, it, I mean, it's it's got some action in it, which is great. It's really funny, mm-hmm. and there's a little bit of romance, not quite so much. And so that's why I didn't go with that as my number it's one. A, it's a Mick G movie too, and he made 
He made is like, it really McGee? He made Charlie's Angels, and then he went out on a limb and made Terminator and Salvation. Uh, Terminator Salvation, and a lot of people didn't like that. I love that movie. That that movie is universally loved in this podcast, mm-hmm. and everybody else hates it. I swear, we're the only four people in the world who like that movie. <laughs> like, I, I just don't see what they're seeing. I, I don't either. But it failed so bad that he was like, "Okay, I guess I'm going back to what I know." And he made This Means War right after that. Oh well, mm-hmm. I. Weird. Love that movie. Neil and I watch it at least once a year. Yeah, I remember seeing. I, I really like that movie. I like the action in it. It's funny. Uh, Tom Hardy and Chris Pine have like a really good mm-hmm. uh, their, chemistry. Their t- best friend relationship is yeah. so. It's just Dude, great. There's, there's something in in like these movies though that just drive me crazy. And I don't know why, but there's always like a guy who's like a player who just like sleeps around and just uh-huh. like like. Um, He's a womanizer, and he, he treats women like items. And then they meet the one chick that they can't nail, and they're like, well, this just changes my entire perspective on life. I'm a good guy now. And then and then they end up with, like, the girl. I was like, this guy's a piece of garbage. Why are we rewarding him? Yeah, you just described the genre. I know. I, I don't get it. Like, Most of them. Just, just Friends has that, too. I mean, it's a trope, for mm-hmm. sure. And, yeah. and except well, no, in Just Friends, she turned him into, well, sort of turned yeah. him into that kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, but kind of. Like, uh-huh. she also, didn't do anything. Like... I'm surprised this didn't make it on anyone's list, but Hitch is the one where like it oh, goes against funny. that mm-hmm. that trope. But, but dude, they still have the, the character. That still ca- happens yeah, to but he's an asshole, and he's the bad guy. Well, no, the, the girl though wasn't she the one that turned him in because she was the one that was kind of sleeping around. That's why he got his job it was because she was yeah, that character. Right. Not it, the one that he falls in love with, but I love that movie. Jose and I <laughs> went and watched that movie when it first came out when we were in high school. Because we're like, oh, the new Will Smith movie. Let's go watch the new Will Smith Did movie. Did you guys hold hands on the And then Jose out. and I went and watched <laughs> it in the theater. And we're looking around going, oh, boy. And so, like, before the credits could even start, we, like, sprinted out of the theater so we wouldn't be seen <laughs> together. And then, like, slowed down so it made it look like we were walking out of Spider-Man 3 or whatever movie had come out <laughs> that, that year. <laughs> yeah, anyway. That's funny. Jose and I went and saw Stardust together. Love Stardust. <laughs> That's and cute. We were both. I love that movie, but that movie's definitely a rom com too. Uh, anyway, we're talking about this mid war. Oh yeah, well, I think I've said enough yeah, about it. But um, I saw a movie a few years ago. I was dating a girl, and we saw. So it was before I was even married. But we saw Casanova. I think it, I think it's what it's called that has Heath Ledger, and he, uh, this is what made me started thinking this in these movies because he just he just slept around. That was all he did. He used to, he he would get paid for it because he was so good at it. <laughs> yeah, it was like an old. It was like a like a period piece type movie. Um, I think you're thinking gross. of Night's Tale. No, that's definitely not it. <laughs> um, but anyway, he meets a girl he can't nail, and then it like changes his perspective on life, and then he ends up with the girl and roll credits, happy ending. But <laughs> but he was a piece of garbage the whole movie. So I know it's it's a trope that like drives me crazy. So yeah. in that movie, I was like, I think Tom Hardy should have got the girl. That's what's funny. Agreed. So my runner up um, actually kind of plays on that trope a little bit as well. My runner up was Shallow How. Um, I love that movie. And Shallow yeah, I, I, think so it's, I think it's great. You've got Jack Black, who's hilarious. You've got uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, 
And then you've got uh, Jason Alexander, yeah. George with a tail. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Forgot about that. This was almost like a B movie, right? It's, it was like kind of, yeah. Like it wasn't. Gwyneth Paltrow rocked that fat suit. Too. Yeah, it wasn't she, like she did. It, she did a very good job yeah. playing a fat person. It wasn't heavily marketed, um, I don't think. But um, I mean, it was funny. Like, like you had Jack Black, pretty much near the top of his game. It was just. Um, Talking about the trope, what the segue into my uh, runner-up. Um, I liked the I liked the message that it had. That it was just like you had a guy who was who was uh, super shallow, and he was only after the the hot chicks, the chicks that were out of his league, and he had to have something happen to him in order to be able to see people for what they were truly worth. Was and, it like Tony Robbins or something? Yeah, yeah. dude, that was one of my favorite lines in all of movies. Is when Tony Robbins like grabs him on the head and he's like, "Hey, watch it, banana hands!" <laughs> I was like, "That's funny. That's a f- super funny joke." Because Tony Robbins grabs Jack Black by the hand, by the head, and I'm pretty sure his fingers touched on the back. Of his- <laughs> <laughs> he's got a huge hand. He's a big guy. Yeah, we don't have to spend too much more too much more time on uh, Shallow How. I just I really liked. It. I thought it was hilarious. And yeah, it's great. That movie I- was controversial even when it came out. Dude. I like, mean, okay, that, that it, was around the start of like, shouldn't you have just cast like a fat actress instead of like? Sure, I, I get that. Like, no, no, I'm not. I'm not saying. No, I, no, but but the, the to to that point as well. Like, yeah, they could have cast a fat act, like a heavier actress. But at the same time, the whole point was that he was seeing her as a as a skinny, beautiful baby, a babe. Worked. So they would have had to cast two people. Because <laughs> can you imagine, oh, no, babe, babe? Could you imagine switching babe. out uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and Rebel Wilson? Right, like, and then and then and then everybody out of the two, I take Rebel. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then everybody is it would be then everybody would say that it's fat shaming Rebel yeah. or whoever else the mm-hmm. heavier actress would be, and so that's the thing. Is what's like, funny is that you the, just the can't win. Movie, can't win. Yeah. It, it, what's funny is the point of the movie was going against fat shaming. Exactly. Like, like, was, exactly. That you're being shallow. You shouldn't be shallow. Yep. Um, oh, also when Gwyneth Paltrow carries him out to the car at the end of the movie, <laughs> and the whole uh, in the canoe thing where he's like, oh. <laughs> I love it when she throws her her thong on him. Like, there's like a flag. Like, Come here, Houdini. Dang termites. <laughs> when the bed breaks. But when he's fine, when he meets her parents for the first time, and he sees his sees her mom, and he's like. And now I know where she gets her figure from. <laughs> Wait, was she big too? Her mom, yeah. But he, but he saw her as a skinny woman. She, oh, and so he's like, because oh, he I sees see where she gets her looks. Yeah, and everybody was like, like staring around, like that's a mean thing to say. It was, uh, but uh, there was some great jokes in it. I really enjoyed uh, Jack Black and Jason Alexander's like. You always in a rom com. You always have the guy's best friend. You yeah. know what I mean. The and, and there are two friend. like unattractive guys yeah. being shallow. Yeah, they were, like that. That that beautiful woman comes up to me like, "Hey, I, you didn't call," and he's grossed out because her toe is bigger than her big toe. Oh, did you see the toe? <laughs> 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 yeah, and it's George Costanza being. Shallow. It was, it's a funny joke. Yeah, no, it's great. And and those two had good uh, chemistry on screen. Apparently Jack friends, Black's funny. So. Uh, I, I think he's quite, quite weird. Anyway, that's my runner-up. Cool, cool. Right on. Um, so, the, another point I wanted to bring up about what it is that makes a a chick flick different from like regular rom- romantic comedy 
is I've noticed that if the female is the main character, then it tends to be a chick flick mm-hmm. more than if the male is the main character. Mm. And if you look at basically all of the movies we picked tonight, <laughs> uh, the man is the main character. And that's... But when you see... When it's the woman is the main character... I just think it's an interesting part. It's interesting. It's thought. an interesting point that like the the more often that it's a chick flick, more often than not, it's yeah. the woman. And, that's and the that's I mean, not always the case. Uh, yeah, you're obviously wrong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's one tonight that is that is the most chick flicky of all five of the goats, and uh, the the it. It's kind of fifty-fifty over who's who's the main character in it, the man or the woman. Um, are you talking? But, about, are you talking about mine? No. Okay. But uh, his. Ah. Sorry, it's a tr- anyway. Rachel's. Yeah. But it's uh, that's just. I just thought it was an interesting <clears throat> point that I thought I'd bring up, and I, I think it's uh, I don't know. Uh, it's true. So uh, now to totally disprove your point, I'm going to show you my <laughs> uh, goat. Um, my favorite movie. Like, like I mentioned before, my favorite my favorite was Just Friends until I looked at a list and I was like, oh, wait, I really like this movie. I haven't seen it in a while. Let me rewatch it. Then I rewatched it and I was like, wow, this movie's amazing. And that movie's Amelie. It's a French movie from the year 2000. Um, starring Audrey Tattoo? Tattoo. Tattoo or something? I don't know. Um, it's a good movie. And I, did, I didn't, I never really considered it a rom com until. The I most adorable French actress that has ever lived. Yeah, yeah. she's. Absolutely. She was and, very likable. And I think yeah. it could be debated whether it's a rom com. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of yeah. rom in that. There's the com. There's rom in it, but it's through like. It's Did a very different. It? Yeah, I yeah. loved it, and I thought it was hilarious. But yeah. it's a very different style of humor. Yeah. Which I was gonna say, you almost it, it, European movies are not. It would not be considered a rom com in the U.S. I yeah. feel like, mm-hmm. and but I loved it. I thought it was a really great. But you can. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just gonna go into it, but you can talk um, about it. No, interrupt him all you want. No, <laughs> seriously, if you guys have something to say, please interject. But also, please yeah. interrupt him. Yeah, him specifically. specifically. All right. Um, You're my target. Yeah, this movie is. It's quirky. It's different. It's. It's definitely comedic. It's definitely comedic. But there's romance in it. But the romance is told through an extreme introvert's perspective, mm-hmm. where she basically has like the chance to go and and sweep this person off her feet, but she's too scared to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really like the way that they set up the story. Like, there's a lot of awful people in this movie, <laughs> but they say like this person, uh, this person is neurotic and he obsesses over the women that he dates or cheating on him, but he likes bubble wrap and he loves his mother. And it shows under the table <laughs> and he's popping bubbles. Or like, this person... Doesn't it make you just want to go out and meet strangers? Yeah, it does. Yeah, I love it. It's like, totally and for like, humanity. Some you know? of the underlining tones of this movie is there's a there's a woman, uh, she was raised by two uh, germaphobes or something, <laughs> and they like they couldn't ever touch her because they were afraid of germs. So when she finally, her dad finally touched her, her heart would would and speed he, up. And he's a doctor. He's a doctor. He's a doctor. And that touch her, I mean, like physical contact. That was fascinating mm-hmm. the way they brought that up. Like 
oh, this is the psychology of the girl. Yeah. The reason why yeah. they thought she was a sickly person. So they thought that she had like a hole in her heart or something, but the hole in her heart's totally metaphorical because she doesn't have another person in her life to mm-hmm. share her life so, with. And so she didn't go to public school. Her mom taught her because they thought she had a heart problem. Right. Because she had a, a fast heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just so they they never outright say this, but she's depressed. Like she can sit there and she watches TV, and then it, and while she's watching TV, it shows like she's watching the show and she's relating to the main character. And this person died alone, sadly. It, it's always her inner dialogue mm-hmm. is what's mm-hmm. going on with the TV. Um, but what brings joy to her life is bringing joy to other people's lives. But she doesn't want to be seen while she's doing it because mm-hmm. she's introvert and she's scared of human contact. So mm-hmm. I don't know. This movie is really deep and it has a lot of layers. Yeah. And Which one, makes I, it such a good movie. After I watched it, I was I just started thinking about it. I was like, dude, this is just like there's it's so much like it's a rom com, but it it's just a it, it's not just a good rom com. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah like m- most rom coms, yeah. most all rom coms, at least try and have like a good uh, a good moral at the end mm. or throughout. And this one, I think, had the strongest and executed the the best on, mm-hmm. on its moral. Well, my I mean, my my film school nerdiness like came full out in this movie. Yeah, like, there was so many the, artistic the cinematography in yeah. this movie shot. was absolutely was so gorgeous. Good. The screenwriting yeah. Well in the part where the, they have like different things glowing from different people, like mm-hmm. showing different like the things. key and everything. Uh-huh. Yeah, like she she makes that guy go slowly that was racing, insane. Or yeah. the, when she melted into a puddle because mm-hmm. she was just felt like, oh, I just ruined it. Yeah, like, I don't know if that's you know? if that's like a French slash European thing that they have more freedom to do that kind of stuff as opposed to American <coughs> movies, or if it, this one's just a quirky one. Because you've seen quirky movies like that in America, but it's totally a European thing. My so I have some family that lives in Europe, and we go visit them every mm-hmm. so often. And my cousin is all into art, and so I've like you know I see her posting on Instagram and different things, and there's a it's just everywhere and mm-hmm. you know she talks about some of the films that she's watched and things and she talks and she specifically one time we had a conversation about this how she's like oh american films you know there's just no artistic um trying to what's the word Merity. i'm looking for yeah mm-hmm. there's just nothing you know. and, and the ones that that do it like something like uh it reminded me of like wes anderson or something or the fall shape of water or the fall the fall right. <laughs> <laughs> that one's artsy it's yeah, like totally. a that's a Middle Eastern director, but is that yeah? But um, all right. Yeah, so so there are what I'm saying is there are ones like that in American cinema, but it's, it's not they're like few and far between, and they and they have to be executed really well. It's like mm-hmm. a Parisian Wes Anderson movie. The Fall. And, no, uh, oh. Amelie. 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 Okay. Uh, just like the quick cuts and everything, yeah, and like yeah. the dialogue, the the narrator the whole time, and, and they have a very specific. Like color palette that throughout the that's entire something movie. I want. I really to bring like up. their color palette because mm-hmm. yeah. like they color like choices. yeah. I was reading about it and they had to like clean up the streets before they could film yeah. just to kind of capture what they were looking for in the movie. Well, you know, the interesting thing that I thought was that she doesn't say hardly anything, mm-hmm. and so yeah. her facial expressions. <clears throat> are just so spot on mm-hmm. and she has these huge eyes reminds me of my little two-year-old i'm like mm-hmm. oh she's, it, you know she she but. what she like like you said she doesn't have a whole lot of dialogue or um but she often looks at the camera like right. looks at the audience and then these that's glances, that's her these, she's speaking right. to yeah which i, I like, think is hard to do as an actress a, yeah, yeah. An actor actress mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. especially americans you know it's pretty much all about the dialogue and how you say it and there is you know facial you know whatever acting but yeah. for her it was 
you have to have this specific look and you do this glance or you turn your head so mm-hmm. and I was like oh, very she subtle did it so good I mm-hmm. was like she's a great actress she was yeah. great and anyone, any, so anyone in our audience that that uh, is interested in watching this and we're going to go watch it, keep in mind it's a French movie and there's subtitles. Su- subtitles. That was my biggest, and it's it, obviously not to its detriment, but it's my biggest beef with it. Is mm-hmm. I just you know I don't like reading movies. Yeah, and, and I, my my beef with it uh, is this because I loved the movie and yeah. the visuals were stunning, but I, I spent all my time reading. Yeah. So right. I think a second watch through might be good because then I can maybe. Uh, just pick up what's going on. Sure. There, there was a few times where I rewound it because, like, there's a certain spot scene where she's skipping stones over a waterfall, and the camera starts down at the waterfall, and then it cranes that up and crane spins. That crane shot was amazing. And I was amazing. like, how did yeah. they do this? And I rewound it to, like, watch it three or yeah, four times. I have a, I have a note <laughs> about the uh, about the special effects. In the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was 2000. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the special effects were so seamless. <clears throat> it was so cool. Yeah. It was great. And like some of those, the like the camera angles that they chose, and I don't know how they pulled it off. It had to be some type of comp- compositing or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's some cool stuff visually. I, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say the one thing that I would just say kind of for me pushes this like all the way to the end is that because you have to read everything when being a girl, when you watch a rom-com, it's either with your girlfriends mm-hmm. or you kind of you know force your husband, your dra- husband your or to watch it with you yeah. and it's just kind of to be nostalgic or to relax or for a girl it's just like oh yeah like I remember this or it's like just this nostalgia feeling and so if you're having to read everything so and just being a cinematographer lover you know like I love dissecting movies and everything this was like Mm, I wouldn't watch this if I was going to watch a rom-com. Mm-hmm. So that was the it's... only, literally, like, the really the only reason that it just bumped it for me. Especially being, we're here in the U.S. We're not Europeans. I don't Wait, know. Wait, it bumped it off the list? Or? Not off the list. No, oh. just, just it's not going to be my winner as oh, gotcha. far as this specific that we're talking about rom-com specifically. It's mm-hmm. definitely but, not a movie that you can watch passively. Right. You, exactly. ha- you have to be, you have to, I had to watch it in two sittings. Yeah. And like, you know, I used to, which um, I don't, it doesn't bother me, but I, I plan and execute weddings. I'm a wedding coordinator just kind of on the side. And that's a I terrible watch, movie, by the way, wedding, what, planner. wedding, wedding coordinator. Mm, it's the worst. <laughs> yeah. And I'll watch rom-coms <laughs> just Jennifer in the background Gonzalez while I'm, the while I'm making things, while I'm getting stuff ready. And it's, you know, just because I can do it passively and it still gives me like this for, you know, again, I'm a girl. So it just yeah. like, I'm like, Oh, like I love these, you know, and that one's one I would just want to sit and watch it. So and if it was a different genre, mm-hmm. probably would be one of my number one, like possibly. To, to, one, to build on that, I think, uh, you know, we're kind of ragging on having to read, which honestly wasn't that big of a deal. Right. But it, it honestly kind of helped me engage in the movie more because it forced mm-hmm. me to like really concentrate on what was mm-hmm. happening and it sure. helped me engage with the movie. And you're trying to see everything at the same time. Yeah. So you really But the topic in. of the genre is movies that you don't have to pay attention to I'm just saying in America all the rom-coms that's that's yeah they're all just, stupid yeah I know uh, no Chris where's something I can throw at you there's just plenty of things don't, don't speak around Chris because he'll just find anything in it, you, but you do have to say something that like when you pick a movie that is actually that nobody really has anything bad to say about it other than they had to read it, it means you picked a temp, the yeah. pretty damn good movie. That's a really you know what I mean? Like, movie. I don't think if when we had like one of our first episodes ever and we watched that one Run Lola Run, nobody complained that we had oh, to yeah, read it. Oh, yeah, this is our second you know I mean? European film we mm-hmm. watched now. No, Run, so Ronnie cultured. Run was uh, 
you, Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, like one thing I wanted to say, I, I really, really love the intertwined stories um, that we're all connected. Like with the rom-com, a traditional rom-com is you have your main story and there might, there's obviously backstories behind it, but it, they're not really that important. Um, but these ones like the, the backstories or the intertwined stories, I should say, were almost just as important. And they all tied to Amelie, like yeah. the uh, yeah. the gnome and how she got the gnome yeah. to travel. Dude, that was I great. That. It was so great. Yeah, so <laughs> Seriously. And then uh, commercials. The, the guy, the guy with the recorder that was that was mm -hmm. uh, it was hated all of his ex lovers um, <laughs> or was obsessed with them. I should say the the painter with the brittle bones. Mm -hmm. um, he was he was a great character. The, the, um, and they the, were all so unique. Yeah. Writer, the, 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 the failed writer. The dickhead uh, grocer. Yeah. The grocer that she plays the pranks on makes him lose his One of my favorite lines was from him when he's he's always talking crap about this slow one of his employees that's like his mind is slow or whatever yeah minded yeah and he says somebody must have peed in his mother or <laughs> <laughs> oh man anyway it I was so mean yeah. that, like oh he goes home and pets the leaks I was like god this guy's a chicken <laughs> Anyway, that that like I, that's why I gotta say like your pick was was great. Maybe I don't know I don't know how I'm not gonna comment on how much it relates to the topic because I think it fits the topic, but maybe not as well as the traditional rom com. Mm -hmm. But the right. pick itself is a fantastic movie. You'd so agree. yeah, there's a uh, um, yeah. I guess one thing I wanted to say about this one too is that like like I mentioned earlier, um, there's they, they introduce these people. And then they show you that this person likes this. And like, yeah. even though this person's like a terrible person, this person likes the sound of or breaking their bones or cracking their bones, like breaking their bones, or like the sound that a, a dish makes when you feed your cat and you put the milk in it and slide it across the floor. Mm -hmm. And then he shows Amelie, and her likes are like seeing people's faces light up in the movie theaters. Like she goes to the mm -hmm. movies and she turns she around and watches it. And, and stupid things like she likes to put her. Her hand into like a, a grain. bag of grain, bag of, bag of grain, grain or uh -huh. she likes the feeling. So. Yeah, and like I don't know. I was it, like, oh, I love that. I know, me I too. <laughs> but it, it's it like makes weird her... textures of life that it brings to to light that you you wouldn't normally in a movie. It, it makes every single person in that movie a little more endearing, especially yep. her. Yeah, absolutely and, relatable. And that mm -hmm. she's a dreamer, and when she discovers that there's another dreamer out there, she like. Oh, I have like human contact. It's this guy that she used to flash yeah. her the sun at, like off a mirror, and they didn't know it was each other, and they probably won't ever know that. But they they had this contact when they were younger, and now they're they're both dreamers, and they meet again. And she's like, "Oh, this is the only one for me." But she can't even talk to the guy. She has to like play games with them. But that's mm -hmm. where it's so fun yeah. too, is that it's like no, they have it. this. Well, no, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I just was like, oh, this is so great that they just have their own mm -hmm. thing that they're just like, you know, she write what is it? They take pictures or something and leave them mm -hmm. for each other to find. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's a great start to a relationship. That's a, such something a that cute meet cute meet cute. cute. I know. Yeah, <laughs> no, they're meet cute. Um, it was funny because she uh, she had the repairman meet him in the at, at the booth because mm -hmm. he always got the pictures and there was always that one face that was always like the ghost the ghost and yeah. for some reason i got chills on that part i know and i'm uh, like it's, it's not that big mystery deal. solved <laughs> right he's a repairman she, she helped him solve the mystery and it was like no, it, it's somehow <laughs> the filmmaker was able to get that across how special that moment was when it was like it's not even that huge of a moment like in the, <laughs> in the scheme of the whole movie even but it's like it came across so hard yeah good filmmaking so the last thing I'll say is what makes a good film in general, but what I loved about this and my movie in particular that we'll talk about later, but mm -hmm. <laughs> is that 
it it's it makes you have that feeling of like I've had this done before like maybe not that exact same thing but you're like I get that I get why it's exciting and mm-hmm. that's you just leave the movie feeling like yes like great about life and great about humanity and yeah. everything like that is what makes right. a good film so what, another thing I want to say about this one is and as it relates to actually uh, your movie Rachel mm-hmm. is that this one it, it, it ended and wrapped up really well and I was it, I felt good about the ending mm-hmm. and I, I was like alright this is I, I'm glad that I watched this movie um, not that it, but w- with yours when we'll get to it, it th- that's one where it's like when it ended it's like man I wanted that to keep going because I really liked yeah. the world it built this one had a really it wrapped up really nicely and a yeah. really good bow at the end and, and it was over and I was good with it but. yeah very good yeah, yeah. I, don't, I mean, thanks we spent, for introducing it to me. We spent a lot of time on this movie, like more than I thought. So I apologize, um, but I, I guess why I wanted to include this on our list is that it's totally not traditional, um, but it definitely is a, a rom. But it's just between two people who can't, who can barely speak to each other. Mm-hmm. But when they finally like, because the, they, they barely talk to each other throughout the movie except for like notes. But when they finally like, when she's like, you're gonna have to take a leap of faith and go and get this guy before he's gone and she like runs to go get him and he's like standing there i was like (laughs) (laughs) and like i don't care about like people's relationships in movie usually but i didn't just friends for sure and i definitely didn't this one Mm -hmm. and uh, i was just like i was like yeah he's right he's gonna lose her and he kind of runs into her and they don't talk she just kisses him on the cheek and i was like dude this is is so sweet and the neck and the eye and she's just because she's just so adorable um (laughs) but then when they're leaving and they're happy and they're on their little moped and they like turn and stick their tongues out of the camera it's completely unnecessary but i loved it because it's it's letting us know that like hey we're happy it's the french version of of uh the dance floor at the wedding at the mm-hmm. end of every romantic comedy <laughs> in America in the early existed. 2000s yeah. Yeah. yeah um but yeah let's move on we spent way too much time on that movie so i apologize but okay, if you haven't Scotty. seen it you should check it out let's hear your your go so my go is a movie from the early 90s called heart and souls It uh, is Robert Downey Jr., babyface Robert Downey Jr. Before... 93, before he went nuts. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was still on drugs back then. He's a great actor, though. Yeah, that was my first note on this, uh, is that that he was a fantastic actor. The way that... that the I'll let you talk about the premise of the story, but the way that he had to act out the different characters um, was was fantastic. He was great. So so this one is really interesting in that it has, like, a lot of backstory and and almost uh, world building world building and lore and stuff behind it that would be kind of interesting to, to flesh out but um so basically what happens is there's a group of people on a on a bus in San Francisco um, in like 1959 or something and they uh, they the, the bus the bus driver kills them all basically they, they all they all get in a bus in, in a ac- car accident on the bus and at the same time he's on the same street his mom's on the same street giving birth to to him, him. and so when they die somehow their souls or their go the ghosts of them get linked to Attached the baby to the baby and so they they can't be with it they, they are they're these ghosts are constantly within like 30 feet of this person this this baby and so for the for, for the first like six years of his of his life he's had these these four adults 
that um, <clears throat> that are following him around, basically, and but no one else can see. So they're his imaginary friends, and uh, and, so and they, it was a little kid from Santa Claus. Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> he was so amazing looked, though. You like, looked it up too? Or no, I just like I, recognized I was, him. Yeah, I was like, who is this kid, dude? You never do what I want to do. He was so good. Dude, like, he when he was so crying good. in his room, Mario. Dude, I started crying like, at that moment. I know. We were like, oh, that's so sad. I had, he's losing he, his friends. I had like tears going down my face when he's crying and he's begging each one well, of them. Well, it's funny. Like, <clears throat> the, 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 this is one that I grew up watching and I haven't watched in probably a decade or more yeah. before now. Yeah. And, and I, I totally see it from their perspective now. Not yeah. You know, you know when he's, he's screaming like Milo, yeah. Harrison, oh my and Julia is screaming for them to come back to him as he's bawling and it's like that like so so the circumstances that, that he so gets in, he gets sad. in trouble from what the things that they're they're kind of uh, influencing him to do things and he gets in trouble and so and he blames it on his on his uh, friends. And so they that feel only bad he can see because because they're going to send the kid to like a psych ward or something. So they feel bad, so they go away. Um, and so now he, they don't go away. They just make themselves invisible right, to right. him. Right. So, so they're still there. They're still experiencing what he's his whole life, but he doesn't know they're there anymore. Right. And um, you know, maybe you guys don't do this when you're little and you watch movies. Like you watch a movie one time, and then like later on in your life, you're like. What was that one movie about that kid with the ghosts that would follow him that yeah. was funny and they'd sing to him and they'd all sing together and and that well, was what this movie was was for me where I was like I, like occasionally like every like so often every like year or something I just have this thought what was that one movie that was what this was oh, okay. so when you when you put it on there I was like oh sweet I gotta watch this movie nice so it was Dude, fun. yeah it was great that scene when they're in the bathroom when the little kids in the bathroom sing and walk like a man and like. All the ghosts, all, like all the all the ghosts are harmonizing, uh-huh. but then it like goes to the principal's point of view, and she just looks in, and the kids like do 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 do, as he's like in there, he's, like, he's singing one part, he's singing part. one part of a five part harmony, and he's just like shaking his booty. It was the funniest. Yeah, it, the, that little actor was so great was good, in yeah. his role. So, and, Chris, did you not be able to? No, I saw it. You did see it, mm-hmm. and Rachel, I couldn't find it. No, it is so hard. I had I had to get Troy's Plex account to find it. It's on your guys's Plex, but it's the one you told me specifically not to watch, so I didn't. Oh. <laughs> um, I had to sign up for a, a, a Cinemax preview for seven days. So, so that worked. Yeah, that worked for you. So uh, hey Google, remind me to delete my Cinemax. <laughs> so I did that too. I I, I signed up for the Cinemax seven yeah. day thing, but for on Amazon, and it wasn't on there. Yeah. yeah so it was for me. so if, if this was? movie sounds on my phone. So, um, to our audience, if this uh, movie sounds interesting to you, sorry, good luck finding it. It's really hard to find. It is not. Well, now an that easy I know where to find, to find it, mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited to watch it. It's really it's good. So good. And so, and then, so fast forward 30 years in, in the 90s. It's set in 1993, <coughs> I think. He, he's a ruthless businessman. Um, he's like basically Tony Stark. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. At this time now, now he's growing up. Um, he uh, he's having issues with his uh, with his re- current relationship. Anyway, and then, with Elizabeth Shue. And then who, uh, <clears throat> I'm I, yeah. I had the biggest crush on Elizabeth. You mean Jennifer Shue. from Back to the Future? Yeah. Two and three. No, no I mean uh, Adventures in Babysitting. Elizabeth <laughs> <Shue>. <laughs> or, or you mean or you mean the boys? Yeah, she's in the boys. Is she? Yeah, she's like the Kevin Feige of the boys. She's she's great. She's great in the boys. Cool. Well, um, and then so. Uh, they find out that they were supposed to use him as a vehicle to um, – the, the ghosts find out from the from 
the bus, bus driver, driver who's the authority now in from heaven or whatever it is and uh, <laughs> he tells them that they were supposed to use him as a vehicle to uh, to straighten out their lives before they're taken up to heaven because they need souls to put in new bodies or whatever I don't know what it is that just sounds so intriguing it it's is part of the it's part of that that world building this guy was talking about that is super we- like they need they're, uh, they're creating new bodies and they need souls to put in those bodies and so they have to gather the souls of those who have already passed to put it in. It's like so it's a reincarnation thing. It it's was strange re- that the bus driver got in an accident because he was couldn't keep his eyes off uh, a, girl's so a, a guy girl's, getting yeah, fondling a man his and wife woman, or whatever. Yeah, getting frisky with each other. And so yeah. they huh. the guy was just like rubbing his, his wife's leg and he was like, he's like, oh, and, he was and, and, and then he gets in a car accident and then drives off of a bridge. the bus and yeah. kills and then, the And then he like, they, the five people that were, the four people that were on the bus that ended up getting attached the boy were left oh, behind but he went straight to heaven. heaven guy oh he went straight he to went heaven? to heaven well, he, he became he, the bus driver that would have his to punishment come back. his punishment was he collected okay. souls on his on his for, bus for, and he said for another for 800 500 years, years. Yeah, it, it was a really cool device because every time you saw this ghost bus you're like oh he's coming for them again he's coming for them yeah he, so so he's like he's like all right i'll buy you guys some time because it's been 30 years you should have done this already mm-hmm. and so now they're like oh now now they're tra- now they have like maybe a week or less to to wrap their lives up before they get taken by the bus. He's, he's one of those that guy actors. Yeah, like you see, oh, that movie. guy. That's exactly oh, yeah. what Mars said. <laughs> yeah. the, the bus reminded me a lot of uh, the taxi cab in um, Scrooged. You know how it's yeah, just, like, yeah, just yeah, up yeah. here? Yeah. And that's, that's that. something I wanted to say, too, is this movie feels, for our age, it feels so familiar. I've never mm-hmm. seen it before, mm-hmm. but the music is straight out of Jumanji. It's the same composer. It has like the same mm-hmm. little chords and everything. It feels like Mrs. Doubtfire. It's got the dad from Beethoven. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. So is it Charles Grodin? Charles Grodin. Grodin. Charles Grodin. Oh, Charles Grodin was so... So good. He's so dead. Tom Sizemore him. was fantastic. I didn't even know that was him until I looked yeah. it up. Like the greaser guy. Tom yeah. Sizemore Tom was Sizemore? so good. Kira Sedgwick is great in everything she yeah. does. Um, and then uh, I, I can never remember She's her a pretty name. famous actress. She's too. in a lot of... But I didn't uh, know it was her. The, 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 the sassy black woman. Sassy black woman. I didn't know it was her until I looked it up. Something I like, uh, something that really was the greatest part about this movie is those, the chemistry between those four actors so good. was so good. And like, they're such four different actors that you wouldn't think the chemistry would be that good. But man, they pulled it off so well. Alfre Woodward. Alfre Woodward. Yeah. So she's in Twelve Years a Slave. She, so yeah, uh, she's in. Uh, she's in. Um, what is it? Uh, Civil War. So not Civil War. Um, well, she might be in Civil War, but she's in. God dang it! She's a, she plays Saravi in the New Lion King. It's uh, another the 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 the. All right. Anyway, moving on. So one thing I liked about this movie, ah, her um, son died in in the movie in the um, Sokovia. Yeah, that's the that's what I said. Civil War. Oh, I thought. Oh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, no, that's not it. Um, What's that song about Grandma getting run over by a reindeer? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. no. Um, so. Earlier, I guess, Rachel said that there is a reason that this movie kind of bumped down. And that was, to me, this movie, out of all the movies, is the least rom-com 
out of all of the movies I was gonna we say, hear. It sounds pretty like deep yeah. on le- different levels as well. Well, because there's on, there's rom in it, but it's like the very there, there's no like meet cute like we brought up earlier. Yeah, there's no uh-huh. like boy meets girl. There's no like fight for your so woman there are specifications that I don't know. I it just weren't met. Like it, <laughs> it felt about as rom com as Mrs. Doubtfire or Jumanji. This is oh. the note that I put on it. I said that this movie is more of a feel good comedy about ghosts moving on, and a man coming to terms with himself, and less of an actual yeah. Romance. And, it, and it feels like mm-hmm. Beetlejuice or like Ghost Dad or something. So like, still just like a really good, yeah, yeah, awesome movie. Um, and, and, and I can't yeah. argue with that. And, um, and I mentioned that it's been over a decade since I've seen it, and right. so I remembered it being more rom rommy sure. in there. But because um, you because you you remember you the like guy getting the girl in the either? end. No, yeah. I like him. You do? Yeah. Okay. His second favorite was my big fat Greek wedding. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny. I'm going to get into spoiler territory here for a minute because yeah. um, the thing the one thing about rom coms is that they're insanely <clears throat> predictable, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the guy's going to end up with the girl, or the girl's going to end up with the guy so in the end, ending. usually, right? Yeah, usually. Um, but they're they're predictable. Um, this one actually kind of threw me a little bit because because um, I was actually like I had the prediction that the last ghost I can't remember her name the the young blonde one Julia Sedwig yeah um, that she that her thing to move on was that she had to um, kill him. <laughs> no, she had to get him to accept himself so that he could what he ended up doing. Right. But I, I thought that was the case. And then they're like driving to the house. and He knocks on the door and is like, oh, wow. Like, oh, I, this, I had the same thought. This is actually like, what it, I was like. Thought. I thought it was I've, I could have sworn it would have been this. And then that's ended up because they even say so it like he's like, making the same mistake. I did. <laughs> yeah, so I was exactly. Like, oh, I, I see where they're going yeah. with this. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's uh, again. It's it's a fun movie. It's it makes you feel good because all of these ghosts are like fixing the <clears throat> crap that they did in their lives. Especially when the dude like gives back those stamp thing to the yeah, to the kid that yeah. he stole from, and it's like and like his face just like the, dude, that it part just feels I, good. I, I yeah. started to tear up a little bit on that part. Yeah, yeah, it feels like one of those movies where it's definitely better when you watch it because I haven't seen it before, so it's better watching it, letting the twenty thirty years pass. Um, but it, it probably came out the same time as like Ghost, you know, like mm-hmm. like when movies have like almost similar movies come out at the exact same time, mm-hmm. and one's better than the other, so one tra- like transcends into famousness. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Like that's probably the because I've never even heard of this before, and it's hard to find. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a good movie. Yeah, so it's it's one of those and, and so so ages. one of the the funny parts about the movie is that that these ghosts can inhabit his body, and so he so Robert Downey Jr. then has to act like a sassy black woman or like a greaser from the 50s um, or like a, a, a very classical opera singer or like a very feminine woman who's okay. like tug, hugging guys like yeah. touching her boss and, so, and, so, and this is and this is how they're able to reconcile some of the things in their life is that they'll they'll inhabit his body and then talk to the people that, that they knew from 30 years ago and it, it's kind of a fun thing it was so good when he hugs that cop <laughs> she's like I have to do it and he's like no nope, don't do it and then he, she just jumps in his back and he and he hugs him so, so it's, I'm so, never proud left of, you. so it's this old woman hugging her adult son um, but it's Robert through Jr. Robert Downey it. so Jr. Funny. which is exactly like Ghost mm-hmm. when uh, when Patrick Swayze Patrick Swayze Morty Goldberg yeah it's so good so it sounds kind of like Oprah Winfrey did you guys ever see that not Oprah Mm -hmm. sorry that movie is hilarious it's got Steve Martin in it 
Oh and no, I did see that one. Yeah. Yeah. Which one and Lily it? Tomlin. Of yeah. course. All of oh yeah, yeah, all of me. He's like, yeah. <laughs> just the way he moves. What's funny because half, half his body was right. Lily is Tomlin her. and half was in. Which would be so hard oh to act. Yeah. Gosh, so was so I can just picture what you guys are saying yeah. about yeah. Robert Downey Jr. He did he did really well with that, um, for sure. Yeah. Cool. Anyway. There, there's a weird thing. This is a weird gripe that's just me, but I was very aware of how much time I had left in this movie because I watched it right before you guys came over. <laughs> so there was, I was like, this movie has 20 minutes left and there's still three ghosts. So they're just going to wrap this up like this. <laughs> um, so like the the pacing is weird a little I, bit. I agree. I felt the, the second, this uh, recent watch through on it is that it felt like rushed it, it, yeah they had all this world building and mm-hmm. then it rushed the 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 um third act like rdj yeah. is is only in it for an hour um which is crazy because he's like the main actor yeah and they, they almost spent a little too much time with and at the kid, time that was, that was like exactly. pr- i mean pre-iron man or whatever but that was like he you his stock could not have been higher he had just gotten come off of uh uh chaplain where mm-hmm. he got Oscar buzz, all that Oscar buzz and right. stuff from from playing Charlie Chaplin, like that was like the height of his career. His, his until career. until like in like 2008, mm-hmm. yeah. it was the height of his career. It was so for him to only be in the movie for so long. And mm-hmm. but that being said, that little kid, the way that right. they were able to, but that's to why I feel conflicted about it because that's good stuff. But I'm like, I was I was very aware of how much time was left in this movie. And I'm like, I see where they're going, but they only have 45 minutes left. And then it's, mm-hmm. now they only have 10 minutes left of this movie. And he's still like Elizabeth Shue is in this movie three times. <laughs> and and so I'm like, now he's got to go like profess his love to her. And I'm like, OK, there's six minutes left total, including credits. So this isn't going to be very heartfelt. So that's a weird gripe. It's just me because you shouldn't watch movies with a timer on ever. But that's <laughs> that was something that I was able to notice. Unless I was like, you're editing it. Right. <laughs> Unless you're getting paid to do it, right. which we're not. Sponsors, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> this um, episode is brought to you by. <clears throat> um, but yeah, that's that's a weird gripe. But it's just some, like when you when you look at like a movie with on a timer, you're like, yeah, they have ten minutes to deliver their message. I hope yep. they nail it. Yep, and, and I see a little bit like Amelie, where this this movie will have an uphill battle winning tonight because it's uh, it's it's kind of treading the line of what a rom com is. But that's fine. I liked it. Maybe yeah, America's I, views will now shift to be more. will. At least a hundred of them. A <laughs> hundred? A hundred. That many? I think so. We're lucky. <laughs> We're lucky. I'm swinging for the fences on that guess. <laughs> All right. Should we? Uh, yeah, sh- let's move on. Should I hit you with mine? Okay. Hit so me. my <clears throat> favorite rom-com is Crazy Stupid Love. Just the time. With Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone and um, Julianne Moore, Julianne Great Moore, the kid from Zathura, Jonah Bobo. I love saying his name, Jonah Bobo. <laughs> this is a great cast. Annalie really Tipton well, is really good in that. Too. Marissa Tomei, Marissa Tomei, um, Marissa Tomei. Dude, I love this movie because it it was as much of a buddy movie as it was a rom com. Absolutely. When when uh, so okay. Very very quick run through of the plot of the movie. Um, it Kevin starts. It's Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yes. It's it starts with uh, with. I love the shot of the shoes. 
The it shoes. The shoes. Like they're at a date and they're yeah. playing footsie. The, all and he gets to see if Carol is wearing his New Balance Monarchs. That, that's, that's as much like that. That portrays so much information that nothing else would. Like, like even if they had like a voiceover going over and like narrating, it wouldn't have done as much as mm-hmm. that shot. Yep. Yeah, so, uh, Steve Carell and Julianne Moore are married. They're out to di- dinner, and Mar- and they. Steve Carell's like, oh, I shouldn't have eaten all that bread. <laughs> do you want to get a dessert? What do you want? Let's. I'm gonna count to three, and then we're gonna say what we want. And she's. He's like one, two, three, and he's like tiramisu, and she goes. I want a divorce. <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> and then, uh, and then it so, shows crazy stupid love. And then, so, <laughs> so him and his wife are getting a divorce because she had an affair. He goes out to the bar and he's just badgering people about how Steven Lindhagen, the guy, the guy. <laughs> I that love she, that name. And they keep repeating. Oh, is it Steve? 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 Is it? Is it Steve? David. David, David, David Lindhagen. I'm sorry. David Lindhagen. I, I love I've the... got Steven on the brain for some reason. <laughs> David Lindhagen uh, cuckolded him, made a cuckold <laughs> out of him, and he used the word cuckold about 17 Dude, my, times. My favorite part is the first time that he sees uh, Ryan Gosling. I know. I know. He's, like, he's, he's like, he's like, gay. <laughs> the guy's trying with chicks. Surrounded gay. with women. <laughs> yeah. It's I, so... I love that, that Steve Carell had a nightmare about David Lindhagen taking care of his lawn. <laughs> Not his, his wife. Lawn. It was his lawn. It was his yard. He's, he's, like, a, he's a pure dad. Um, Dude, and he's so like Michael Scott in this teen scene too. Because oh, yeah. he's like, hey, hey. And he's like, random chick. David Lindhagen slept with my wife. And he's like, I'm sorry. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, thanks for showing your concern. Oh, you're not listening anymore. <laughs> when, the girl really spits nice in a, when the girl spits in his drink and he's like, are you going to, Ryan Gosling says, are you going to drink that? And he goes, no, I think she's spitting it. And then he, he, uh, Ryan Gosling leaves, and Steve Carell goes and takes a drink and goes, "Yeah, she definitely spitting that." <laughs> but okay, so he goes to the bar. He's badgering people about David Lindhagen uh, sleeping with his wife, and then. Uh, Ryan Gosling says, "Okay, I'm gonna make he, um, he, he move him and get makes a man <laughs> take, out take of him. Take him under his wing. Takes him under his wing and teaches him how to be a ladies' man. And uh, so he does. Meanwhile, uh, uh, Emily, what, what's her name? Emily Stone. Emma, Emma, Stone. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Oh yeah, is uh, dating." Freaking Josh Groban. Josh Groban, <laughs> who's the biggest goober in the world. Uh, and she, she decides that she's going to go out with a hot guy from the bar, and she ends up with uh, with uh, Ryan Gosling. So we're, this is spoilers. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler. Anyway, he, all it, all, it all ends up where uh, Emma Stone is, his, is Steve Carell's daughter. Steve spoiler. Carell's pissed off at... I yeah we've talked about it. We, this the, is the babysitter that is in love with Steve Carell. Uh, Steve Carell's Steve son, Carell's son is, is in love in with the babysitter. babysitter. So, like, everything it's is such a like a, it's, it's, it's such seriously a, like just crazy stupid, crazy stupid. Love. All these people are in love with each other, right. and it's all intertwined. It's this big knot. Um, Marissa dude. Tomei is his son's teacher. Dude, uh, is, is the first one he sleeps with. So after. funny story about this movie is Jake bought this movie for Kylie for her birthday, and I wanted to <laughs> strangle him. 
And he walks in, he's all, happy birthday. And he gives her this movie. And I look at it. And I was like, oh, damn it, Jake. Now I have to watch that? <laughs> and she's like, Jake's like, it's a good movie. I'm like, I said, I said, I didn't buy it for you. I bought it for your wife. And, and so. And you're such a dick. I know, dude. I don't like these movies. Um, but then we sat down and we watched it. And I was super salty. It was just like, oh, this movie's so dumb. And then it started to unfold. And I was like invested you know yeah. it's like, oh weird what is because this? it was surprising it's a good yeah. movie yeah. It, and, and it all culminates in the backyard and it's like the writing is really good and snappy and Clever witty writing. the characters yeah. are really good I didn't know that Steve Carell had a daughter because they made it seem like it's their grandma so they call her Nana her name's Hannah and she couldn't say Na- Hannah so she said Nana or how's Nana like oh she worries about us but so you didn't know that right uh-huh. so it's just like these reveals at the end like I didn't know that his best friend was the father to their babysitter yeah. mm-hmm. until they found the naked pictures that she was going to give Steve Carell in her drawer. And then he sees it and she spins it and it says Cal. Cal and, he's, and I'm like, oh, he's going to kill him. He's oh, going to kill him. him. <laughs> he's going to run to his house and kill him. And that's a funny moment because that's when it he is. found out that this dirtball Ryan Gosling, dude, the guy who treats women like crap and ends up with the girl anyway at the very end. <laughs> um, but he's like, he's about to punch him in yeah. the face. And he's talk like, about, talk about rom com tropes. Right. Yeah. But then he's like, Cal? And then they're all looking at each other and then he turns and I don't remember the guy's the name. Kid, the kid, the kid goes, Jessica? And then he turns over and Bernie? Yeah. And then, well, and then, and then <laughs> ear holes him. Dude. And, then, and then David Lincoln shows up. And then Ryan Gosling goes, oh, you're David Lincoln. He goes and punches him in he the face. He shows up and everybody's like, who are you? And he goes, I'm David Lindhagen. Like, and the dude, the, the, the big dude has the has the, the windmill thing <laughs> in his hand. He goes, I'm David Lindhagen. He just drops it. Like everybody in the backyard just freezes. Everyone knows who David Lindhagen is. Is. And Julia Moore's going, oh crap! And then, and then Ryan, Ryan Gosling starts taking off his ring, and, and then him. just like knocks him off. It's, uh, that that fight scene in the backyard. I don't know. Yeah. The, I think the only scene in any movie really that I've laughed harder at, just just at a pure like beat after beat after beat it well, just gets the, better and better and better tension, and it's, it's a totally... whole movie to build up tension but like that scene every beat of that scene just added more and more to it that yeah. ma- that had me rolling yeah uh th- there's only one other scene and it was when uh it was in uh god the new movie with uh new movie that came out last year with um oh dunkirk <laughs> that came out two, three years ago. No, 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 no. the, the, the one with the 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 black guy. Oh my God, I, my brain is. I don't so even know you're trying to say right it. Now. <laughs> black Panther. Um, no, it's uh, that's it. It's the one with uh, Hal from from. Oh, uh, the one where he's where where uh, he's a paraplegic. Kevin Hart is taking care oh, of, uh, Brian of Brian Cranston, and he's he has to he has to put the. Put the catheter in him, and then Brian Cranston upside? gets an erection. The upside, the upside. Yeah. and Brian Cranston gets an erection. That's how you remembered it. <laughs> and he and he has to he has to insert the catheter while and he's getting so it is so funny. But that was that's the why only that other called scene. the upside. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, that's off the beaten path. But that's that's the only other time that I've laughed harder. Like. Because that scene just kind of that kept this going movie up. was almost impossible for me not to like because I'm such a fan of like good writing and character progression. So even though I wanted, no one else is. I wanted to. <laughs> just, well, I mean, sorry, just 
shut up, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I, I wanted to hate this movie, I couldn't because of, of, of the way that the story was unfolding. Like, and, and there was genuine moments in this movie where like, like, oh, my feels. Like when he's in the backyard, like cleaning or taking care of the lawn, and then his wife, his ex calls him, and she just wanted to hear his voice. And she's like, hey, the water heater's broken. And he can see her. She's upstairs in her room or something. And so he's like, oh, yeah, for sure. I'll help you take care of that. And I was like, oh, my heart. My heart. <laughs> it grew three I, sizes. I, this movie had a lot of cliches. Um, but then and, they called call him out on they it. Also yeah, like, it starts raining out. and he's like, oh, that's a cliche. cliche. <laughs> he literally said that's but a cliche. The one, there were two things. that the, the only really, I love this movie as well. The only two things <clears throat> that really bothered me about this movie. Uh, the one was the speech at the end. It, it, like, oh, my gosh. Junior high, who, had, who here had a junior high graduation? What the hell? Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> some people do. I know. And whatever, why was but, the babysitter there? That they had no right, reason to be there, right? Anyway, so they have this. They have this. Um, <laughs> this junior high graduation, and, and they didn't approve of his speech before because he's a love is stupid. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then so the dad stands up. He's like, stop. And then he gives a speech, and everybody's like, "Oh, that's so heartwarming." Like, honestly, if I was in a, what did that have to do with the kid? Right. If I was, <laughs> if I was at a junior high graduation, and this kid starts talking about love, and his dad comes up and starts talking to everybody, I'd be like, "Dude, get the hell what off!" What is like, going just on. let this be done. In so many movies, though, and I'm like, this right, is kind of annoying. It is. You know, if that really happened, you'd be like, "Want like, to throw trash at Shut up! Yeah, like, you, know? you put yourself in the audience. You're like, well, who is this guy? <laughs> and the second thing that bothered me is. Um, <laughs> near the very end when the 17 year old babysitter love this part <laughs> the 17 year old babysitter gives her nude child porn pictures to a 13 year old yeah like where in what universe is that okay where was she when I was 13 I get that that's I get what that's I'm what a 13 year old you would have wanted but in 2011 apparently this was okay like yeah sorry the, that I was, was like really that actress is older than Emma Stone too yeah. <laughs> she was like 23 when the movie was made. She was, yeah. She just it's looked funny. really young. Yeah, I think that that's, I know that's probably my biggest. And almost yeah. everyone that I talked to about this movie, they they hate that moment. I felt like it was okay when she's like, "Hey, you know, look me up when you're, you know, when you get older, you know, like like maybe we can try to make." Her, like, I get, I get that. Like, right? She's coming around. I get it. That's fine. But then when she gives him the envelope and his eyes get all big after, and he, she's like, mm-hmm, "She winks at him and walks away." I was like, Gross. "Come on!" And like, do, do you know what's another trope? Is along these lines is the um, the overly mature child in rom coms that always yeah. happens. Oh yeah, where, where he he's like way way more mature than than yeah. he should be, and he gives advice to the main protagonist. And I but I also like that he was still like a teenager going through puberty, and he couldn't yeah. he yeah. couldn't help but look at porn and think of naked girls yeah. <laughs> the whole time. I did like that. Uh, that basically almost everybody. It was almost a happy ending for everybody except like Steve Carell and Julianne Moore. They didn't end up with each other or anybody else. Like they kind of got what they deserved. Excuse me. They kind of got what they deserved, which I. It's really, an open ended. But I really liked ending. it. Like yeah. it. it left it open that they could work things out or they could move on. But I really liked it because ultimately that wasn't really the whole point. It was just that, you know, love is crazy and stupid. I w- so I watched this with my wife because Jake bought it for us and I was gushing over it afterwards. I think I liked it more than Kylie, to be honest. And I was like, well, what didn't you like about it? And she was like, Steve Carell is a funny actor, but they made him to be like the biggest jerk in this movie. Like it rains on him. Everyone turns against him. I was like, but he didn't do anything. This is this is my wife's words. Like he didn't do anything. She cheated on him, and then when they, after they got divorced, he went and he had nine different partners. And it wasn't that he was cheating on her. He was trying to move on. 
Mm-hmm. And but then they're like, "Oh, you're a bad person." I said the same thing. Yeah. I said the same thing that Kylie said tomorrow. Mars like, "But you just you just don't understand because he used the same words that he used to his." But his wife cheated on him and she left yeah. him. Like, yeah, exactly. use whatever you want. Because I even like, said that I was like, "Well, yeah. that's kind of dirtball." And she's like, "But he wasn't but, married." And she that's left. The, that's she, just part of the crazy. Stu- like, like nothing about love is logical. Like what you're saying is logical, but mm-hmm. the, it, but, but when relationships right. are no, messy, I agree. But but he, in the movie, he was made to look like the bad guy by mm-hmm. everybody in that moment. The end interesting thing is you and I talked about this I have seen the movie when it first came out and for whatever reason I remember being like oh I, this isn't that great of a movie but the more you guys talk about it I'm like oh, I'm gonna go home and watch this I, <laughs> like, you can borrow it right there when okay when uh, and then but I, I I agree like he he's made out to be such an such a d-bag and it's like And he said, "Your daughter date that guy." Well, and when she said, because he said, "Like I've had nine partners," and she goes, "Oh, you showed me." And he goes, "I wasn't trying to show you. I was trying to move on." And that's when she kind of like softened to it. And it wasn't until you find out that when she found out that he used his pickup line on her to get another woman, and that's when it was that was too far, and. It, I, I was still kind of like, yeah, but of course her that, feelings are going to be hurt by that. So, so that's so true. like I could totally see her point. But, of view. but Scott just said the name of the movie explains like there's nothing logical. It's crazy. It's stupid. Yeah. But so, so one thing about like the technical aspect of the movie is the writing was really interesting because every everyone said exactly what they're thinking at all times. If you go back and watch it with that with that um like lens is everyone is saying exactly what they think. There's very little subtext. In the it's movie. true. But like, but, the, exactly but that being said, the jokes were so the, yeah, on it, point. It lent that itself to really funny jokes. The, the, when they're in the, in the gym and they're in the, they're, they're in the, uh, the sauna and he's like, or they're in the changing room and Ryan Gosling's naked and he's like and he goes what does he call his you, penis his will shvats you, will, will you put that away will you get put some clothes on he goes why does this bother you and he goes no it doesn't bother me he goes what my schwanz is in your face for five minutes it should bother you there's a bigger problem here if it doesn't bother you and then <laughs> but Steve he's like Krill, doing it on purpose and then Steve Krill passes out and like, he's like what are you passing out on me his, now <laughs> passes out and his head falls over right on Ryan Gosling's I, I really can't say this like understate this enough but ryan gosling was amazing oh he was great dude that's such a douchebag too that scene when emma stone and ryan gosling are supposed to have said it's it's supposed to be the r-rated scene i do remember that and he says (laughs) and he and like well he's he's, getting frustrated with her because she keeps talking yeah he's getting frustrated but she's calling him out on all of his crap and a girl's never done that before right right. so it's brilliant the way that it like unfolds well and that's what he's like what's your move what's your move he's like i don't know but but he says things like he says things like oh yeah who buys the 1500 or the the two thousand dollar twenty five hundred dollar massage chair from brookstone I do. That's me. Well, how many who, times I used it? Who, you want to know how many times I've used it? Twice. It's fifteen hundred dollars a massage. Yeah. Uh, the and then like as they start talking, he she he's he says like, "Do me a favor, ask me something personal about myself." And she asks what are, what his mom was like, what his dad was like, and then he he falls and asleep. He falls. You can see him like the change happen in yeah. his head. And that's what changes this movie from, like, just a fun 
romantic comedy to something a little more deeper. Sure. Is you you can it it, it and it's not necessarily that much deeper, in. but you see like him. It, well, what he's an interesting character. He's not. He's a douchebag, but he's not dumb. And he and he preys on like dumb women. Yeah. But when a, when a smart woman starts like calling him out on his crap, and he has to like confront himself, he's like, I am wildly unhappy. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, and and, and yeah. with that season, this he's that like, scene, um, like they're sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Scott. She's they're 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 trying to make love. They're trying to have sex, and then like she just keeps talking. You're gonna bang. And he gets and he gets he's getting frustrated. Like they're kissing, and then she's like she says something. And he's just like oh, rolls his eyes, and then he goes with it. And then like you see that change that you're talking yeah. about, Jake, where he just kind of like. Yeah, and it's well, that, super that scene great. Is, great. A, is it actually a really uh, self refer like a self referential like meta joke where she's like in the PG thirteen of this, you, I fall asleep and you put a blanket on me and kiss me in the cheek and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Like, this is gonna be the rated R version where we bang, <laughs> and then it ends up he falls asleep, she puts the blanket on him and kisses his cheek. Dude, I, I love when he does when he finally shows her the move. And she's like, "What's your move? What's your big move? Do it!" And she's like, "Cause she's drunk and he feels pressured." Cause it's almost like a comedian, like say something funny, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> do something funny. So do your big move, and he's like, "I work dirty dancing into the conversation, then I show you that I can do it." So that's so stupid. I would never fall for that. He's like, "You know what? I agree, but it works every time." Like, and, then they, crap, and then they do crap. it, and then you can tell that it totally <laughs> yeah, worked know. on her. <laughs> She's like, "So do you do it here or in the bedroom?" <laughs> but, <laughs> we go to the bedroom. <laughs> when he takes off his shirt and she blows the f bomb. It's like you're photoshopped, <laughs> and it's like yeah, it is. Like he's a he's yeah. a dreamboat. He's just the <laughs> the best. I mean, he's totally Troy's type. Yeah, I, like by a show of hands, who wouldn't? I I totally nobody's would. hands are up. <laughs> Whenever someone's like, uh, so who's like your like if you could leave your spouse for somebody, and I was like Ryan I, Gosling. Yeah, well, I said no, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> so like if like if you weren't married and the celebrity showed up at your doorstep and said marry me, I was like Ryan Gosling. Who's your we we who's call your hall the, pass? Who's we your call hall yeah, the get, get out of jail. Pass is Ryan Gosling. The get out of jail free card is what yeah, we call it. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's Ryan Gosling. That's funny. Did you see him on on celebrity mean tweets where they're like, mm-hmm. "Stupid Ryan Gosling with your perfect hair and your perfect eyes." F you. <laughs> and he's like, "Sorry." sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's great. Sorry. so that's my pick. I good. loved that movie. Good, yeah. good stuff. All right. Okay, well, I feel like this is going to be a okay, little Rachel. bit of a de-escalation. <laughs> no, I um, I chose Return to Me. Return to me. Oh, my dear, I'm so lonely. Which I just love this movie. I wrote like three pages of notes on it without even having to watch it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. What's funny is because of Coco, every time I hear Return to Me, I always think of Remember Me. And I'm like, Remember <laughs> Me. Oh, wait, no, that's not the right word. <laughs> anyway, sorry. No, no, it's all good. So um trying to think of where to start. I think, honestly, like I told you guys earlier, that it comes down to nostalgia. So, I mean, I've grown up watching this movie. I love it. But I think it's just, it has such a good balance of all the different, like, the it, actual romance, what I think of is romance, you know, I'm a girl, it's probably different for guys. Um, the comedy is, it's clean, which I love. Like, it's not all about sex, you know, it's about like everyday things, or you see her best friend is her cousin. Well, should I kind of. Yeah, yeah, go ready? ahead. Okay, so the movie is 
has Minnie Driver as the main actress and um, David Duchovny. Dave, I can't ever say his You're last fine. name. Mulder anyway. from X-Files. Yeah. Uh, or the hand model off of Zoolander. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. why male models? Are you serious? I just told you. <laughs> That's my hand, you dick. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone's probably seen this movie. So, you know, spoiler. Basically, I have now. It, it's so good. Um, basically, it just shows um, him with his wife. They've, you know, what did he say? They met when they were like 15 or something. They've been dating since they were 15. It just shows how much he cherishes her. And, you know, their lives are just so intertwined. Everything is has to do with each other. And they're you know? in perfect marriage. So Yeah, and of course. <laughs> and anyway, um, after this like lovely night that they have together and they make this, you know, a promise of going to Italy, um, Italy together, which is something that she told them they would do forever ago. And you totally fall in love with them. And then she ends up dying. And um, they're in a car wreck and she dies. Yeah. And then it, you know, you see Minnie Driver who has been sick since child and she needs a new heart and she gets his dead wife's heart. And um, anyway, they end up meeting and it's like, just, I love how they meet, you know, it's, he gets yeah, that scene up. is amazing. <laughs> I know <laughs> he's on this blind date with the most annoying vain girl ever. Yeah. I think your <laughs> ass is ringing. <laughs> Laugh. Laugh. Always hitting him. Like, just this annoying. And she person. has to show her boobs off. Can I? Can I have Swiss water, please? No, not, not Swiss. Swiss water. Not Swiss. Never. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Remember how I got sick all those times? Yeah, I got it. Like, I want bottled water. Bottled water, tap. not Swiss. Yeah, and definitely well, not in a bottle. With okay, a what straw, I love about no it cup. is how respectful he is of women. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can just tell that he respects her. Anyway, she gets his heart. Or not his heart, his wife's heart, and they end up falling in love, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's they're both. He hasn't dated since he was fifteen. She's pretty much never dated. They're so awkward. She dated Chus Pertucci. <laughs> Chus Pertucci. Yeah, they're awkward. He touches her blouse. She smacks him in the face and then kisses like him really hard. Yeah. <laughs> no, when they're in the garden, he's like, and he's like, "Oh, this is so great!" I love that right scene. in the middle of the city, it's like a garden. It's like a garden. Exactly what it is. You know, but haven't we all been there? Oh, yeah. And she's Uh like, hat hair, cap hair. I can't, you know, she like looks ridiculous and she's like so embarrassed. But he just thinks she's so cute. And he's like, oh, she did this painting in this garden. And anyway, so of course it draws, you know, us. And the the world building with the, with the, um, her grandpa owning the restaurant yes. stuff. It's amazing. Well, okay, and the grandparent, like him and his friends. <clears throat> the old dude. Okay, in so that Chris show. said that he hated this movie, which I do not understand. I'm like, I'm not even here right now. I'm under the bus. <laughs> as I was while writing all these notes, I'm like, Chris is going to love this movie because all of you guys are the old men in this movie. I'm like, they sit around and they talk about music. I mean, not so much movies, obviously, but they're like, Throwing out scenarios like in a fight, who would win? This this singer yeah. or this singer? I mean, the music is also just best phenomenal. singer, just best so baseball classic. player. They meet one black guy, and the one dude cannot stop talking about the best black singers. <laughs> <laughs> like, who's the best black singer? Sammy Davis Jr., right? And like, he just keeps on bringing up only black singers. Well, it's and then it's great. cute. There's you know, there's old love. The guy, the older guy, ends up marrying the older girl. They've been friends for forever. I mean, yeah. there's just the 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 relationships that they have in there with like again her cousin who is her grandpa's what, what's the actress 
uh, Helen Hunt. Yeah, Helen Hunt and, she, uh, and wait, Bonnie Hunt. Bonnie, Bonnie Hunt. Because she wrote Sorry, and directed I mean, the movie. Yeah, Bonnie yeah. Hunt wrote it. She directed it. And she did such a phenomenal. Like there's a lot marriage. of people from Jumanji in this movie <laughs> <laughs> with their kids and everything. David Alan Greer. Like, <laughs> okay, this is one thing I was going to say. Sammy Sosa. I feel like it's so real when you're when you're in their home and. Gracie and I, what's her name in the movie? Helen? Is that why I said uh, no, what is her name? Her name. Anyway, Bonnie. anyway, they're they're talking in the kitchen and the kids are just, you know, someone's playing the piano and it's like not pretty playing. They're just like banging on the piano. There's like the TV's on, he's holding a kid. Playing on his Crash lap Team and, Racing, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I saw that. Game. And the kid's like smacking him in the face with the toys or whatever, and he's like, Can you stop with the piano? And the mom's not paying attention because she's cooking dinner, and he's like, Stop with the piano, and then he goes, Helen or whatever. And She's like, what? I'm not playing it. Like, yeah, you Meg, know, Me- Megan. <laughs> Megan. Okay. Megan's her name. And like, well, I'm not playing. But it. then later you see that he's just like, oh, you know, let's get all the kids to bed so that then I could put you to bed. And she's like, that's what gets us into trouble. We'll have more kids. And like, <laughs> you see, they love each other so much, and they all hang out together. And and then of course, like the um, Sammy, the or. Why can't I not think of anyone's names? Anyway, the guy's best friend is so concerned for him. He's always calling him, making sure he's okay, but he wants him to Charlie. go out with all these. Yeah, I'm slaughtering their names. Charlie. You know, they they're so involved in each other's lives and in a good way. Yeah. You know, none of them are jerks. None of them are whatever. They really care about each other. And um, it's just it's sweet the way that they interact together. He respects her when he asks to hold her hand. Mm -hmm. Melts my heart every time. (laughs) I know you guys are like, oh, my gosh. But no, it's a heart melter. He's like, well, I I haven't. I met my wife when I was 15, and so forgive me if this sounds uh, immature, but can I hold your hand? See, the thing is, like, so Scott, Chris, and I, we're all married. If we all of a sudden had to be single, I feel like that is how it would be, be. where it'd be like, look, I haven't done this in a while, so can I hold your hand? (laughs) Like, I feel like that would be kind of, that was a little bit relatable in a way. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Which that's where the romance comes in, you know? That's romantic to a girl, Mm -hmm. you know? I loved that uh, her grandpa. Like, oh, I don't even want to think about this. I loved, I loved that her grandpa, the like, the most wholesome <clears throat> Catholic old man Irish, was Irish, Irish old man restaurant. is Archie Bunker, who from All in the Family, who is like, wham, right in the kisser. Like the guy, the guy who used to beat his wife and was super racist and hated both the honeymooners. The, well, whatever. Archie Bunker is the guy who beat his wife and hated black people and was super racist. And but then he grew up to be uh, Marty from from Return to Me. That was like the most wholesome prey in a in the church all night long and super Catholic. And the guy from Big is in it. I saw that. The Just, guy from what? The guy from Big. The boss oh, yeah. dances on the keyboard with him. Yeah, so uh, he's he was great too. When, <laughs> that scene when when Marty takes Bob out into the backyard to give him his airplane tickets, and then the dude looks <laughs> out the window and they're like, "Give him some privacy." And he looks out he's and he's got like, him in a "Oh no, Marty! Don't do it! Don't do it! He's got him in a headlock." I thought that was pretty Aww. great. All right, so I, I'm going to say a few words um, about the movie, um, and then I'm going to let you guys talk, because um, I'm going to say these words, and then I'm going to go ahead and crawl under the bus with Chris. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't really like it either. Um, oh, you guys. <laughs> I Okay, so there, this movie was this movie was charming. Okay, I will give it that. Um, Mini Driver is charming and relatable and just... I, I really like Mini Driver. Uh-huh. I, uh, there yeah. hasn't been much that she's been in that I haven't liked. Right. right? Um, 
my biggest issue with like, okay, and this isn't a negative thing about it, but it is a to the T cliche rom-com. So I will give Rachel props. <laughs> I feel like mine also fits in this category, but, but props for picking the most rom-com movie of all of the so movies. Balanced. I mean, most of you guys have like, when we were talking earlier, it was like just comedy. Yeah. You know? So my, um, my issue, my biggest issue is that this movie was predictable, like to the T in the first yep. 10 minutes. Okay. Mar and I were watching the movie in the first 10 minutes. Let me just read off what we predicted. Right. I had to write notes. Like, <laughs> okay. I paused the movie. I was like, okay, 10 minutes in. here are our predictions. We got all of them, right? No wrong predictions, but here's what we got. So we got the wife gets in a car accident and dies. Um, Grace gets her heart. The heartbeat flutters when she's around him. Uh, the dog and the gorilla recognize Minnie Driver, or they're like warm up to her, right? Especially the hand thing, right? With the gorilla. Mm -hmm. um, and she keeps the surgery um, and or even like, or that she found out about the, that it was his wife's heart, but mm -hmm. kept it from him. And then like that caused the issue, right? Mm -hmm. And then she runs away to Italy. Um, because it's the only other location they mentioned in the, th in the movie besides yeah. Chicago. So it was like, mm -hmm. you knew that Italy was going to be in the end somewhere. Um, and that he, and then he chases her. So like, here's the thing with all that. Uh, th and that, that here's, me, here's, like, the th here's the thing with all that. Okay. Yeah. Is that, so I'm going to, those were all, those were all, those were all, those were all, every one of those things were properly set up. Yeah. To the point where it's, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, she came back and then suddenly the dog really liked her. It was set up that the dog would, would wait at the door for her. Right. It was very, so, it was very on the nose. So, so it was right. on the nose. It was on the nose and I get that. I get it. But it wasn't like out of the blue, like, Oh, suddenly this dog likes her. Oh, suddenly the gorilla will put his hands up on the thing. Like I get it. It's corny yeah. and it's sappy and it's syrupy. And I, I understand that yeah. I get it. But what it what they properly set it up yeah, they to the point to where pretend. it wasn't where it wasn't like like oh she loved this gorilla and then suddenly she goes into the monkey house and the gorilla runs up to the glass and loves on her and and does something that is that is out of the ordinary. It does something that is in that is ordinary for that heart. I, I which get is, it. I get it. And, and so just just to kind of back up like it didn't like return to me wasn't trying to be anything other than what it was and so right. me judging it for based on its predictability is a little it's, harsh it was spot on so when but, it was but, say predictability but it, was, it the predictability isn't because it was a rom-com or a chick flick right the predictability was because it was a movie that Followed I'm sorry. Followed that that followed the setup. Dude, I'm sorry. I'm going to disagree with you. It was properly you, set up, but it wasn't executed. I'm going to I'm going to disagree with men. If you can pause any movie in the first ten minutes and predict everything the, uh, to the T that I that, that we if did. You watch enough movies, you can do it. I get it. Like the, there's the story arc. I get it. Like and most movies follow a set story arc, and and then you have a formula. You know, like even Marvel's doing. Marvel does it, and then that's uh -huh. why they're successful. We've had this conversation, but I'm going to disagree with you in the sense that Return to Me didn't pretend to be anything that it wasn't. It wasn't trying to throw curves at you. Like, here's one. I didn't know in, in Crazy Stupid Love, I I, di I didn't think that uh, that Emma Stone was Steve Perel's daughter. Right. Yeah. I didn't know until right, oh, wow, that's the mom she was talking about. Like, that was really cool. And it, like, it was a really good moment that I felt like was hidden from you properly. And Return to Me wasn't trying to do that. And I'm not going to hold that against it. But I, right. I am, what I am holding against it is that you can pause the movie 10 minutes in 
and predict everything. So this is why you brought me in. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because, and I agree with everything Mm -hmm. you're saying. Um, there's a reason for that. Yeah. Which is, it's so you can watch it's your it. audience. It's so you can right? watch it while it's planning a wedding and not pay attention to it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Get back under the bus. <laughs> I'll join you in a second. No, okay. So you take the psychological point of it and the audience that they're playing to. Yeah. Why do women want to watch a movie like that? Right. Our hearts have been broken. Right. We feel out of control about what it is. So we want to watch a movie that gives us. My heart's hope been broken. Then about, I watch like it, Die Hard. Guy. It's, yeah, you want to go out. You want to go like blow something up, right? We're like want to cry and be like, oh my gosh, there's still hope. There's and, and someone for us, right? I will give that to it. It, it is a movie meant like I'm not for the target women. audience, right? Which and I get that. When you talk about crazy, stupid love, I love that they and this means war. I think is another one that they are making more rom coms that are targeted for couples I feel like where men are going to be more engaged so that they're not going to be like wanting to blow their brains out like Chris when his wife is like will you watch this movie with me <laughs> you know and I honestly Kylie's I under like this bus with me because she hated that movie too <laughs> the return, return to me yeah oh my gosh I'm yeah. gonna have a chat I was like her. why didn't you like it she's like there was just like nothing remarkable about it but okay again this is probably just nostalgia talking but when whenever I watch rom-coms aside from again with weddings and stuff which all has to do with love and everything it was always with our girlfriends when our boyfriends broke up with us mm-hmm. or it's like why am I not have, going out on dates whatever it is and you know so it starts out with the sad you know like oh you're so in love with this and then something sad happens and then it's predictable you know it's going to end up happy yeah. you, you feel out of control about whatever relationship thing is going on and this is like oh but there's all these movies out there I mean it's almost just like to trick your mind into getting you where you want to be you know what i mean that's why we love watching rom-coms i get it i get it my thoughts on this is that um and i I agree with both of you that that it was really predictable and i think it's meant to be Mm -hmm. for these reasons Mm -hmm. um the reason why i like the movie isn't necessarily for the for the um plot for the Mm storyline like the plot points are all very predictable so it's not like some like this amazing thing it's it's the atmosphere and the and the world building that I like about it. The relationships and everything. That yeah, and we said right from the start, Rachel was like, Chris hated this movie. And while I was watching it, I knew that I knew the Giffords liked this movie. I knew Rachel liked this movie. And I was even thinking, like, I'm not looking forward to recording this because I don't want to crap all over their movie. Like, it's okay. I like the, like I like that you guys like this movie, and I don't think less of you for it. You guys probably think less of me for not liking it. Well, but that's, when you look at the way that you guys, I mean, you guys mm-hmm. pick like. Amelie, mm-hmm. it's in a completely different field yeah. because of all the things, you know, what it's trying to, to be. Right. And so this that's why I'm saying, like, when you said rom-com, right. I'm not going for like a Lord of the Rings or something exactly. like that. And so that's Lord like, of the Rings is a rom-com. What are you talking about? <laughs> there, there's True, a little bit of wedding. <laughs> the of two weddings. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're you're right. As I uh-huh. like, uh, if I had to think of my favorite rom com, mine's a raunchy movie with Ryan Reynolds or a French art house movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one is just like it didn't appeal to me at all. Like 
because Jake asked me outside, he's like, what do you think? And I was like, it's okay. And Jake's like, no, really, be honest with me. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> and, then, and then I was honest. And then well, Jake's like, well, you, you had to have liked the old men, right? And I was like, dude, I couldn't stand it. Yeah, them. see, that's what I thought, too. And Jake was like, like yeah. oh, forget you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, man. Like, I really am. Like, I just, I don't, I don't well, like it, these it, movies. Like, totally speaks to my heart. And so yeah. I'm like, oh, like, it's like when you read a really good book and you're, like, so excited for someone to read, like, someone who's never read Harry Potter, like my husband. Yeah. And I'm like, we need what? to read those books yeah wow. yes anyway Neil. we're reading them with our girls someday she just threw you under the bus now <laughs> what are you gonna do about that there's a lot of us on yeah, this already is, this is bus right now. so going along with what rachel said uh a lot of what makes me like this movie is nostalgia as well um i think it was this the first was dvd the first, that owned. the first dvd that we ever owned in our house yeah mom and dad Bought a DVD player and then came home with two DVDs and one of them was returned to me. Yeah. And so, like, that was... That, so it's filled with good memories. Yeah, clear back in the old days. <laughs> and uh, so that I think that's a big reason why I, why I like this movie so much. Because I generally do not like chick flicks. As a rule, generally, I'm like very against them. And Return to Me hits every point of a chick flick. And when I watched it this last go around, when I watched it, I was like, "There is no reason why I should, why I would like this movie. Everything about this movie, the the one thing, the 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 biggest thing that sets it apart is that that makes me like it more than anything else. Any other movie is the the group of old men and mm-hmm. the the Bonnie Hunt Jim Belushi um, family, those parts are the parts that uh, that really m- make this movie different than other sappy chick flicks that I that those relationships I were just stand. so fleshed out. They were yeah. fleshed out, and they were they were like it's I want I know that, that Chris yourself. doesn't agree with yeah. me but you know? I there was like legit comedy in those in those scenes absolutely like I I like legit comedy legit funny stuff was happening in those scenes um but as I watched it this last go through I was like yeah I mean if I was to watch this movie for the first time now, I would have hated it. I would have. There's no way so I liked it. I did have a thought after I watched Return to Me. I immediately watched Amelie, and then I was like, I, I just had this thought that that the movies that are rom coms are intended for specific audiences, like you mm-hmm. mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, I feel like I feel like I am unfairly judging Return to Me because it's not meant for for me personally. But at the same time, it's kind of like we're a group of guys and. Rachel, right, right. Uh, judging rom coms, and I—it's almost like I feel like we should have like had like, a out of your- our wives take over the podcast and then <laughs> yeah. you know like talk about it because I feel like like rom coms aren't meant for us, so I feel kind of unfairly judging them. Um, this and so- is going to be a very no. I think people are going to enjoy listening to it because, like I said, there are more rom-coms being made that are targeted mm. towards men and it's yeah. nice to see like you i love that you guys are like oh i was tearing up i mean well it's not how you sounded but <laughs> well tearing up at this party you know and bro i totally cried in a very manly way but that's get i mean i bawled my get back in their tear <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean that's that's really what you're feeling those movies for you is what made it happen yeah. for us yeah. it was something different and but that you know, this is what I bring to the table. I'm sorry, yeah. It's like and we need you here for that. Thing, but <laughs> well, that's why we're here. Um, 
Troy, you said something too. Is you watched Amelie right after Return to Me. I, I did it the opposite. And I for all these movies, I tried to like research them a little bit. And I was like, oh, these movies came out like in the same year on the exact same time. And this is going to be the most pretentious thing I've ever said on this. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm going to write this down. One of those movies is like a work of art that still stands up today. Mm-hmm. And the other one is just a generic rom-com. Again. And yeah. It's just yeah. that's I, I think you should add that to another segment because I think it would win first place mm-hmm. if you were doing greatest well that being said i don't necessarily agree that amelie is a romantic comedy episode so, idea but, most pretentious so maybe we should have rules from now on <laughs> but again we don't have rules uh but but that's but that's what i'm saying that that's because yeah amelie is by far the 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 best movie Right. Of all five movies, and we still have Agreed. one more to get to. Mm-hmm. It's the mm-hmm. best movie, oh, yeah. the best film. It hits but, every uh, single. But I'm not category. sure how well it fits the genre. So, so the, the winner, US genre. Well, because if we had to take the five of them and say what's the best movie, and then try to have it, the winner is going to be whatever the Giffords vote for. It's just how the podcast goes. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling yourself any <laughs> Well, that's just how. But I mean, this isn't a competition. We're trying. To, I know. We're trying know, to I just know. bring movies to light to people that they've never seen before. I mean, I think that maybe there could be two winners if there was like separate categories. You know what I well, mean? Like if traditional... there's two movies that have two votes each, then there would definitely be two winners. <laughs> well, last time that happened, everyone won but Troy. <laughs> it, was, it was really funny. Yes. <laughs> Why? Dude, I was on your side. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, we have ties all the time. <laughs> but I just feel like... So... I either lose or I win. There's nobody ties with me. Just saying, if, if when you told me rom-com, and I'm... As a girl, again, thinking all, I mean, growing up, I had mostly sisters. I had one little brother who's, mm-hmm. you know, seven years younger than me. My dad wasn't in the home. We watched mm-hmm. all the, you know, mostly mm-hmm. just rom-coms and chick movies and whatever. And I'm like, this one is just that makes balanced. Sense. It's, you know what I mean? And, and if you want to talk about rom-coms, if you have a checklist... Return to Me <clears throat> hits all of those checklists. Yep. Exactly, and that's you can't you can't but fault I do, for that. I it's the most chick flicky of all the rom coms like that we've mm-hmm. talked about tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, should we move on? And we still have one more movie to talk about. Yeah, we, this is going to be a long episode. All right, we'll, uh, we'll make it quick. All right, so I, I, my movie was uh, The Wedding Singer. I want to make you smile whenever you're sad. Carry you around when your arthritis is bad. All I want to do is grow old with you. Adam Sandler. Yeah. Which I, I want to die. <laughs> that I had never seen it, and I was laughing so hard. <laughs> but it all was born. <laughs> so I watched it on uh, on Freeform TV, and oh, yeah. there's, so mu- there's so much cut out. Yeah, I really? watched it on. I've, seen it, I've seen it tons. Of All right, I, I didn't watch this movie because I've seen it a million times. Yeah. So let me give you a, my favorite movie. Let me give you a quick uh, quick premise of the movie. So Adam Sandler is a wedding singer. Uh, Drew Barrymore <coughs> Drew Barrymore uh, works at Julia is her character's name. Works at the reception hall that Adam Sandler sings her name for. Is very important. Uh-huh, her name is important. Thank you. Um, and then they're both engaged to separate people and uh, they both don't work out and they like through it all they kind of come together and then in the end they end up together I, I don't because know because of Billy Idol because of Billy Idol yeah. so we can well, I mean we can get was bull- <laughs> at the <interview>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, remember when they were watching TV he's like turn this off or whatever 
And his Billy oh, Idol yeah. team. Billy Idol, because he's talking about the wide wedding. Yeah. <laughs> We've gone this whole episode without swearing. Have we really? Yeah. I just, I just, you guys swore really loud when I sang. Yeah, no, I know. I, oh, okay. I wrote that down. Anyway, anyway, so. Uh, um, it, it tends to be, tends to fit that it's the Adam Sandler yeah, movie that yeah. we start swearing. Yeah, so here's. Troy's pick that makes us swear. Yeah, right? <laughs> so here's here's why I picked this movie. I feel like when it comes to rom-coms and the checklist, it, it checks off all of those as well. Um, but ultimately, uh, when I thought, when I thought rom-com, when we were like, this is the topic, what is it? wedding singer was first to my mind and then i was like and then i thought of a bunch of other ones and i was like wedding singer still a thought for me Mm -hmm. um and you have an adorable drew barrymore that was like on the rise before she hit her top and then kind of like nobody cared about her anymore like she this is the movie that kind of really catapulted her and then because uh she and adam sandler had done a lot of movies this one like this is their first this is their first yeah their first uh-huh. One that they did together. And 50 They've first done dates and fifty first dates. And, I, and I wanted to make that point because and, and it, it's kind of like it's kind of like I didn't say it was better. <laughs> it's oh, kind of like I didn't say you did. Tom Hanks and, and Meg Ryan, right? They have a good chemistry, and then that chemistry they used it again and made a really good another really good rom com with fifty first dates. And I even thought about that and made that my runner up, but I. Anyway, um, you had a great Drew Barrymore, and she acted so well in this. Yeah, she, you what? said Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Yeah, made Tom, fifty first dates. No, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan were were they had chemistry. Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler. Made oh, 50 weird! First like the way you worded that. No, I was I was saying that they had good chemistry, like, so they made so they made multiple rom coms together gotcha. because they because okay. of their chemistry. So thank you. They're anyway. our generations, Tom Hanks. And anyway, Ryan. so um, Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore both on the rise, and <clears throat> this movie just like, I think this movie just catapulted their careers. Super and young, them. each each of them yeah, like baby faces. Yeah. But, in every rom-com you have that you have that scene usually it's at the very end when the when there is con like they get together there's conflict the woman runs away the man has to chase right uh-huh. in most of them and uh in all of our movies there was at least some aspect of that um and in this one had my really was. my favorite <laughs> my favorite scene in that whole when the man has to chase the woman my favorite scene of all of them is is when he sings to her on the plane like how awesome was that scene like i love that it, song. Brought, it, it was a payoff from something that she had said earlier yeah about growing old yeah and, and, the, and the other thing is like talking about bringing tears around, like i was i was choking up like seeing her face as she's looking at him singing to her like it there that chemistry was i don't know it was just uh, dude guys come on dude rachel's it, like oh actually no i'm laughing because neil and i were like this is so cliche like all the people in the background like the lady's eyes are like ginormous and we're like oh my gosh this is like but i think that fit as well because it was corny where like it was corny they pushed what's his name back that was funny glenn gulia the the big fat guy or the big uh nobody talks to billy idol that nobody talks to billy idol like that and then and then the 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 stewardess that he said that he invited to the mile high club pushes him in the bathroom and it's a mile high club What's the my? <laughs> it's it very super funny. It's very cliche, yes, and that's the thing is I'd say that has that's to be fine. one of the lists that is on a rom com cliche. But uh, like the song itself is very sweet. oh, it's so and good. Like, yeah, so we good. just I just thought it was funny. I was like, if he would have just sang to her, but then it was like all r- ridiculous. Yeah. Well, you know? well it, it's because it's Adam Sandler, and he well, he, and he takes yeah. everything 
to eleven. The reveal yeah. was great too. Like he starts singing on the intercom, and and she knows it's him, and she's like, she's feeling it, and then all of a sudden it comes behind, comes through the curtain, and like you got an acoustic guitar. That that reveal. What, what's wrong with what's that? What's that fruit doing on the airplane? <laughs> <laughs> that reveal it was so good. I remember sitting in the theater with my parents, and the theater loved it. I, guys, like honestly, this this movie is so good. Like. Dude, and that, that outside song, of the wrong when, yeah. when it came out, every, everyone so was raunchy, learning that song. She's hilarious, the old lady, the meatball. <laughs> <laughs> just hold out your hand. You can just hold it. That's one of the parts that Freeform cut out. I slept with eight men. Yeah, <laughs> Freeform cut out a lot of that. Really? Stuff. That yeah. movie oh. is. Did she very... sing Gangsters? She or... did sing. She did sing. Uh, the hip hop. Yeah. Yeah. Hip of the hip hop. And it cut to right when she started singing. Really? Mm. Well, right after. Anyway, mm. I'll uh, I'll jump off my uh, my little my little wedding singer soapbox for a minute. I and- loved Wedding Singer. <sighs> that movie it it's super funny, um, and Adam Sandler goofy uh-huh. sophomoric raunchy Adam Sandler type humor and funny, but it's also very sweet mm-hmm. in a very. Uh, Romantic comedy type of way, and then you had the one, the one actor. Why well, I can't remember his name? The Snaggletooth guy. Um, <laughs> Snaggletooth. His, John Lovitz? No, no, he was <laughs> oh, great too. Oh, the, I know the guy that, the guy that, the, the best man the best that gave man, the speech uh-huh. in the beginning, and then he, then he was the wedding singer at the end. Oh yeah, um, I can't remember his name for like Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, yeah. Steve Buscemi. Yes, Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. He was, he was great in the movie. He was like, he used to be <laughs> I love like the limo, <laughs> the limo driver whenever, that hired. Oh yeah, <laughs> whenever they were George, cones. <laughs> whenever George started singing, and George, Steve Buscemi, Steve Buscemi's like, oh, like what her. a woman. <laughs> that that's the other thing, which is funny because George was played by Patricia Arquette's sister. <laughs> That that was Alexis. a woman. Was it? It's a Alex, woman. Alexis. Alexis Arcade. No, it's, no it's a it's a man. Well, it's a transgender woman. Okay, so that that's one it's thing I want to. So great. That's the one thing I want to point out to uh, th- that I I talked to Chris about a little bit earlier today is that like <clears throat> this movie was made in the '90s and it made fun of certain barely things. Barely, yeah. But it made fun of certain things that you can't make fun of now. Oh yeah, you, you can't make. So you does can't, like crazy stupid love, yeah, right? You you can't fat shame people. Like, and this movie does it a lot more than I think we realize. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't, like, and he calls a bunch of people on the table a bunch of mutants. <laughs> the mutants <laughs> at table nine. <laughs> table nine. And then... Sideburns lady. And then <laughs> George is a, George is a, is a uh, transgender. Train. And so, like, and then it, they're making fun of George. Dude, and so, like... You're right. Because there's a, there's a lot of movies I watched where I was like, you can't say that anymore. You're right. Like, I saw... I, I watched, think every movie had that. I watched Jess Friends, and he goes to see The Notebook to try to prove how sensitive he is. Yeah. And then he's sitting there watching it, and he's like, "This is so gay." <laughs> I know, crazy but like even love, that, he says, gay. <laughs> "Yeah." But even in that, like, like well, I had the issue in Crazy Stupid Love where she gave the 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 pictures, right? And in uh, in Heart and Souls, the ghosts are making the kid flip through Playboys, right? And yeah. it was like, "Ooh, this is a little little dicey." That was but so funny. Yeah, it was funny, but I mean, it was funny but back in the nineties. Today, the, if that was done, you'd have had over. And, and then even uh, Return of <clears throat> Me, where he's like, "It's Sammy Sosa or whatever." Just yeah. yeah, black all yeah. black people, right? Look yeah. <laughs> right, right, and like, and then yeah, and then obviously Adam Sandler, his movies are going to have all of it. So, um, anyway, well, okay, as a woman, the one thing I did think about was when the little boy is dancing with Drew Barrymore and he grabs her, <laughs> grabs her, her butt. butt. Yeah. And I'm like... But then they made it a joke throughout all the, the whole f- scene. It's, it's true, but when he's like, just go with it. And I'm like, he's telling a grown woman to let a child 
<laughs> yeah. And I'm like, and I listened to this, um, anyway, I listened to this thing and it was just talking about how nowadays it's like men just tell women to just go with it and everything. And I was like, I bet that that would be so. That's actually the name of one of his movies is just go with it. It's true. Yeah. Adam Sandler, right? And Jennifer yeah. mm-hmm. Aniston. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just thought it, you're, it literally is hitting everything that mm-hmm. no one can like. You can't. You can't. You can't say anything nowadays without someone being like but it, group protesting. But it's such an endearing movie that that people that loved right away and is has carried on it. that it's like you recognize I can, you can't do that anymore. But it's in the nineties. You kind of leave it. It's mm-hmm. like it's like you can't you can't really be hard on a movie made in the sixties for having some of their their Pre- ideologies. Pre- Troy just said hard on. That's true. No, it was a really funny movie. Like one of the best comedies I've seen. I was dying laughing. This movie also had one of those scenes where the womanizer talks about being wildly unhappy. Mm-hmm. Uh uh-huh. And that's why he's such a womanizer is because he's trying to find happiness and it just makes him yeah he wants to be the fonz but happy he doesn't want to be, yeah. to be and he ends up with the slutty girl <laughs> I, all I want is girl. for someone to hold me and tell me everything's gonna be uh, all right I love that the old man him. does it and he doesn't push him off he just like put he like hugs him back <laughs> <basically. Thanks. laughs> it was awesome um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Glenn Gulia as well um, when you watch when when I watched the, the movie when I was younger obviously you hate Glenn. Um, because the guy who played him uh, did such a great job of being unlikable, right? Um, when I watched it recently, last night actually, um, I actually really liked Glenn. Yeah. Like Glenn was like, he's a good bad guy. Yeah, he's a good bad guy. But like at the <laughs> same time, he's like, he's, hey, uh, you gonna miss any Miami Vice? Nope, summer reruns. <laughs> Just like, it's so. like his delivery. They're like, so what's what's your last name? Gulia, Julia Gulia. That's funny. Why is that funny? <laughs> I don't know. She'll feel better after she yaks. Told you she was going to yak. <laughs> I like it when he's like, oh, he's going to go out with my friend. He's like, good. That guy needs to get laid. <laughs> are you going to do the girl thing where you're going to be, you're going to act happy, but you're going to go pout? You know? <laughs> he's just total douche, like total douche. But the guy that plays him does such a good job. I, he's I, like, I, oh, we kissed, but it didn't mean anything. I just brought her a jacket. Bye. <laughs> who, who kissed? And she's like, oh, me. And he goes, yeah, who hasn't? <laughs> oh, yeah. it's funny like i got a new song for you i got punched in the face for sticking my nose in other people's business it, it's like a, a screenwriter 101 where you make the the easiest way to make the bad guy a bad guy like they check off everything he's like gotta, myth, gotta yeah, give him it, gotta give him credit it's uh, matthew glaive he has matthew like glaive. zero redeemable qualities he's a pure bad guy just a just a total douche yep um grade a american meat <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, uh, and then the Billy Idol cam- cameo was great too. Um, it was, and the music that like, scene, that scene, yeah, everything the music, on I the air. to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Adam Sandler was singing a lot of it. He's a great singer. Yeah, I was surprised. Mm-hmm. I because I've only seen him in like Billy Madison mm-hmm. and those Happy ones, Gilmore. and I was like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. so glad he doesn't have his baby voice in this one, you know. But mm-hmm. I. I was like, he's actually a decent singer, mm-hmm. and he's a lot of, you can tell you, it's him. If you watch his stand up and stuff, he sings a lot. Mm. Yeah, huh. I. Man, we spent two hours talking about rom coms, boys. Yeah, yeah. So and girls, yeah, yeah. Who hates it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, anything else you guys want to say about Wedding Singer? No. 
It's it's it was at one point one of my favorite movies, if not my favorite movie of all time. It's, um, dude, honestly, this is it, kind of, it's definitely up there for I, me. I wasn't gonna vote for it, but now this is like tempting me. Yeah, I, I, I Adam Sandler's movies aren't necessarily known for being high quality. Just just dumb humor, right? Um, this is definitely the top of what's, his list. What's for me. funny is like my parents w- hate Adam Sandler with a passion, mm-hmm. except for his team up movies with. Uh, with uh, Drew Barrymore, Drew Barrymore, like they love his like Wedding Singer and Fifty oh, yeah. First Dates. They love those movies, yeah. and it's it, it, there's something about these movies that is so different from his other movies. Yeah, I agree. I don't know, it was also before they you know had Rob Schneider and what's the other doing one? Uh, playing with Drew Barrymore. Yeah, I, I think it's semi new and probably not very good. You're talking about Blended. Blended. Was that what it was called? Mm-hmm. Where he has he has no, no that it's one's Drew Barrymore because he yeah. has daughters and she has sons and they go on vacation. I, I remember watching it. Oh, I, I thought it was kind of cute. They're, like, they're in Africa or something. They huh. they go on it, something like that. It's a cute movie. It's not. It's one. Apparently, they, I read you know. something about how they're going to do a fourth one oh, really? with the two of them so. on Netflix. Even well, they have chemistry, so. They do have chemistry. And it started with this one. What, like four or five Netflix movies now? I, I don't even know. I've never seen he's, them. He's Adam Yeah, I've never seen a, I remember, a Netflix yeah, movie. I remember, yeah, he's got a contract with them. Yeah. And, and, like, up until recently, I think, his one of his movies was, like, the most viewed movie on Netflix. Yeah. And it not... Yeah. But now it's Bird Box. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> that anyway. one is also a great romantic comedy. Bird box. Yeah. <laughs> they go on a blind date. <laughs> hey. Uh, anyway. Hey. Hey. So, uh, what do you see? My let's pick. let's do. Uh, so so we're so we're voting for best romantic comedy or our favorite movie from the list. That's a, that's the, those are two different. Those yeah. are the whole, the whole uh, so question. you know vote. I'd say vote whatever you vote from everybody's goat. Right, vote however you want is what I'm gonna say. Um, just there's no rules other than just you don't can't, vote other for than yourself. you can't vote for your own. Just don't vote for yourself. So oh, man, hmm. I'll tell you what. I went last on both the runner up and the goat. I'll go first, and then we can go counterclockwise. Yeah. Sure, is that right? Mm-hmm. All right. So um, my. My picks are between uh, Crazy Stupid Love and Amelie. Um, and ultimately, I think I'm going to go with Crazy Stupid Love. Oh, nice. me. Yes. Sorry, I thought it was Chris. So <laughs> um, every, all the goats. Do you, do you, let me read off the goats one more time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we've got Wedding Singer, which is mine. Uh, Return to Me, which is Rachel's. Uh, Crazy Stupid Love, which is Jake's. Heart and Souls, with, which is Scott's. And um, Amelie, which is... Chris's. Okay, so I mean, obviously, I can't do my own, so mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time here because Amelie would be like just the best movie in general. And, but I, I don't know, Crazy Stupid Love was a little more not as raunchy as Wedding Singer. We can come back to you if you want to think about it for a minute. I think, you know what? I think I'm just going to do Amelie. All right. Amelie. Ooh. Okay. Um, and I, I was talking to Chris about this the other night, and I kind of wanted to make this point that each one of these movies I loved for for different reasons, right? Um, the nostalgia effect and the fact that that it is like the only chick flick like on the group is is Return to Me. Amelie is uh, the story in Amelie. 
um, is what what really hooked me into that one. Return to Me is characters. The characters in the Return to Me is what really hooked me into that. The interesting writing in uh, in uh, Crazy Stupid Love, and then the pure comedy of Wedding Singer. Mm-hmm. Like all five of these movies draw me to them in all these different ways and i think it's super interesting that we each picked the movies that we did and i think it says a lot about us individually i I agree actually i think it's super interesting um so predictable i hate it Mm. (laughs) (laughs) um Trying to think of which one I enjoyed the most as I watched it. Um, without having, without being able to pick my own, it's <laughs> really hard because I love Crazy Stupid Love. Um, I like uh, Heart and Souls. That one. Nice. It's. I, I remember, the, I think the moment is when they're singing, walking down the street. That was a good moment. As uh, as, as he was an adult, and they they all started singing. He finally singing. accepts it. He finally accepts it and starts dancing down the street with them. Great moment. And that, yeah. That's, as far as moments That go, was the moment it's a, it's that it's really one of the tops. put it over yeah. for me. All right, Scotty. Okay, Scott. So for me, um, I mean, we're all having this struggle. But like Jake, I, I loved every one of these movies. I, I liked all of them. Um mm. The most like maybe like visceral or mo- emotional moments I think were probably Amelie and Crazy Stupid Love. Um, also uh, Heart and Soul, but I can't vote for that one. But um, yeah, it's really between Crazy Stupid Love and Amelie, and I ah, man, it's so hard. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with Crazy Stupid Love because. It seems to fit the narrative better. Oh, did we choose each other's? <laughs> I shouldn't have chosen. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, you know, Kobo tropes. <laughs> I could have paused this podcast 10 minutes into it and I could have told you. <laughs> I wrote it on my notes. I think you did. I came into it, well, I was going to vote for Amelie, but our conversation about what makes it, makes these. Uh, uh, Rom-coms. Uh, um, romantic comedy changed my mind and so that is funny alright well it's up to you Chris it's not up to me it's already won well, I can't vote for my own well I mean you could so you can you vote you, I, could, you could vote and make a tie or you could vote I vote, vote. wedding singer right wedding singer okay return to me got no votes Okay, so <laughs> congratulations, <laughs> you win. Congratulations, <laughs> you're Good a dick. freaking hell. <laughs> God damn. What are you I was even thinking, like, should I make Troy have a vote or Rachel have a vote? <laughs> what a useless um, comment. So uh, the winner is Crazy Stupid Love, which I think I, I, I guess I could have voted Heart and Souls. Yeah. Have this. Have you you could have voted twice. <laughs> have, 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 have you guys tied for the win? <laughs> uh, and then. Uh, uh, Amelie, Heart and Souls, and Wedding Singer each got one vote each. Each each got one vote. Mm-hmm. So, so you bring uh, a girl on the team and nobody votes. <laughs> <laughs> totally by. Now you know how I feel. I am the fun, wait. I'm the fun fact. Fun fact. I picked 
return to me as my goat. I'm surprised you didn't vote for it, actually. And then, mm-hmm. and then when I saw that Rachel picked it, I switched so that we could have five movies instead of four. And then, um, when I rewatched Heart and Souls, I was like, oh man, that. Yeah. I feel though like. I don't know. Like, you're right. Like, this is the, be- well, to me, it's best rom-com, but all of your movies had, like, more depth or just were really, like, like you said, like, Wedding Singer is just so incredibly funny. And, like, Kylie said, they're just, there's nothing, like, incredible about it, even though for me, it's, like, again, all about nostalgia. So, I mean, mm. I'm not really surprised, except that I'm the only girl here for this <laughs> reason. <did>. And it's like... <laughs> and we didn't vote I for you. I like the perfect rom-com. Hey, I, I changed my vote. <laughs> so, I vote. No, 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 vote Chris, it's fine. No, I'm the one, again, with no votes. I just <laughs> See, I knew, I knew this was my fight. <laughs> this is the fight I was going to have to have by going last, and you two asked <laughs> constantly voting for each other. Well, I almost said Crazy Stupid Love, even though I haven't watched it recently. Just off of what you said, and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this, I remember that, so... It really, it should win. Yeah, but you're going to go home and watch it now. Oh, yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. probably not tonight. Yeah, probably not tonight. <laughs> it's late. You don't it's know. late. <laughs> cool. Anyway. Well, thank you, guys. I'm glad that you all humored me uh, with... I'm glad that Chris and Troy at least humored Scotty and I with our idea of doing something that I didn't is hate, I didn't hate entirely it. It out of our wheelhouse. Yeah. Uh, it's not something that we usually do, and I think that it's... I also got a got a rise out of you guys texting me like, dude, this movie's in French. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Have fun. Yeah, Amelie's one that I uh I remember seeing on multiple like Reddit threads, people love that movie. It's a, Oh really? Yeah, it's a I think it's a pretty It got a bunch well-known. of Oscar love the year it came out. Like it it's a great I, I watched movie. a YouTube video uh, like a guy talking about it and he like legit paused it because he couldn't stop crying. Like his his review. That's interesting. I never cried once. No, like when when he was doing a deep dive and talking about it, because this oh, guy almost okay. died of like a heart murmur, and he was talking oh. about the the metaphorical heart and Amelie's heart, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Sorry, I had to stop right here and just like bare my soul to you guys for a second. He's one of the my brother, my brother and me guys, okay. and I was like, "Whoa, this is there, there's that, that movie's deep." Uh, mm-hmm. So it, you, I think there's no question it, that it it, that it's the best movie, the film. best film, one hundred percent is Amelie. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Moral thank you victory. all for being part of this. Um, we're going to go ahead and end now. I think that it's been long enough. Um, so uh, get online. Give us a download. Give us a like. Give us a, uh, a comment. Let us know what you, uh, what you have to say. Uh, let us know what you think. What's your favorite? Um... But, uh, yeah, if there's nothing else, no? All right, well, bye. See ya, bye. See ya. Thanks so much. It was so fun. Yeah. It was Thanks awesome. For, it. Thanks for coming.